Hello, this is Felipe from the Editing Room. Before you get into this podcast, please just be aware that in the second part, Swinter, there are some adult language used, so if you are listening to this with children, maybe skip the Swinter episode um, and just skip ahead to the ending of the podcast where we do our rankings. Um, The first episode, very clean, though. Uh, Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Whatcha Doin'? It's me, Agent F, here along for another episode of a Phineas and Ferb Rewatch podcast. And I'm not alone. I'm joined by Agent W and Agent N as well. Uh, friends, how are you doing this fine Tuesday evening? I'm doing great. It, it is me, Will from Math. Will from uh, Math. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do a lot of, a lot of riding and roping. From Math, comma, Davis, comma, Will. <laughs> Navi, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's been an interesting week. Uh, we finally have, uh, in a sort of a real life update, I guess, uh, we finally have the COVID vaccine where we live. So I got uh-huh. to cover that as part of the media, which was Come very through Saskatoon. Sad. Oh, you're Winnipeg. <laughs> you're Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, I'm from Winnipeg, but I am currently working in a very small town up north in the middle of nowhere. So. Okay. Yeah. And also another news, uh, my boss and the station manager who are married, their son left this morning to go down to Winnipeg and they were very emo all day. So that was very amusing as well. Yes. And uh, if you don't know about Navi's boss, you clearly don't listen to Renap. Um, but <laughs> Navi's boss is a figure in the Renap universe. And I love hearing updates from Navi about her boss and the station how manager. Does, how does your boss feel about this podcast? Do they, do they know? He doesn't know, but I did watch the last episode while at work. So I mean, he didn't seem to know. So that worked out. All right. We love that. I don't, I don't want him to hate us too. Yeah. Making professional moves in the job because this is yeah. a full-time gig, right? Navi, you're, you're a full-time I mean, podcaster pretty- now. Yeah, exactly. Having like one whole podcast that's not monetized is my full-time Making job. Making the big bucks. Oh, yeah. And don't even get me started on my mom. She does not know this exists, and I hope it stays that way. Yes. Is Navi's mom the Linda? Or no, she's the Candace. Trying yeah, to she's get... the Candace. Okay. Trying to yeah. bust me for doing the pod, but it's all good. As long as she doesn't know. Nobody tell Navi's mom. Um, but we're here today to talk about episode three. And we're again, we're going by the Disney Plus model. Uh, the Magnificent Few and Swinter, and especially Swinter. I really loved watching this half hour, but The Magnificent Few, I remember The Magnificent Few because I still sing cows riding up and down escalators in the mall in my head all the time. Um, so what were your thoughts coming back into these two episodes before we get yeah, into that's That's definitely going to like factor into the the song rankings is, is like, how much this song gets stuck in my head that that probably at least once a month I have I have the in the mall song stuck in my head and it's it's so catchy um but yeah I I um I really enjoyed these episodes I I sort of remembered 
the idea of Splinter and kind of the premise of it, but I didn't remember like everything that happened in it. And I was I was really pleasantly surprised with with both of these episodes. Same, Navi. What what'd you think? Uh, I'm on the same boat with you both. I enjoyed both episodes. I think this is the first time like in the three podcasts that we've done where I've genuinely liked both episodes as opposed to just Uh liking one and then the other I'm being kind of like eh on. So I'm excited to just get into it. Yeah. So should we just start with the magnificent few of it all? Because that's the one first. And we're trying something new here on this podcast. We're going to do breaking down. Each host will have a different segment to discuss so today i will be covering the magnificent few um or taking turns at the wheel yes i am jesus i've taken the wheel (laughs) that's sacrilegious i think that might be sacrilegious i i will take that back but um i will lead us through the magnificent few discussion navi will take us to swinter and then will will talk about our segments and then next week stay tuned to find out who talks about what um but for this week that's our little agenda um so we open up the magnificent few with On the Trail, which is also a catchy song, but not as catchy as In the Mall. But uh, I mean, they really are the same song. Yeah, but the lyrics. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. the lyrics are different. Everything else about it is the same. Uh, so you know, whenever we get into actually ranking, I'm going to count them as the same song. Yeah, I will same. count them separately because I think the lyrics stand out, but that's fair. Maybe you can convince me when we get to everything. Sure. Like, I'm very easily swayed, as some people know. Um, <laughs> on Phineas and Ferb, Phineas and Ferb are riding cows at the Clem's Carnival, and Phineas is watching On the Road, which is either a music video or a Western on his iPod, which, like, if it's a movie, why would you watch a whole movie in this two-minute cattle ride? But that's just my <laughs> questions. Yeah, also, like, it's very weird that... that- so so you're you're watching them singing about being on the trail and and they're they're you know leading the cattle drive in this movie and then it says the end and it sort of like pulls out and you and you have the good gag that you're not actually in a western scene you're actually just like on phineas's ipod um that's a weird ending to to a movie right whatever whatever if it's a movie or a tv show it, it just like it ends with them singing about a cattle drive uh, which I, I didn't think about until you mentioned it just now, but, but. Yeah, I think that it is a music video. It is the old time, old town road of its time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing, um, but. That I could get on board with. But who's that, that is that? A, a less weird way to end a music video than Honestly, than a movie. we should bring it back. We should, on TikTok, we can, we can hype this song up just as much as old town road got hyped up. Um, we could we could be the next big influencers with honestly influencing more than just cattle to move in a particular direction but i like where your mind's at um but this episode before we go any further is like kind of untraditional or compared to the regular episodes because they don't do anything of their own creation events happen Mm -hmm. that lead them to react to them and adapt and that's kind of the episode but i thought that was a nice little twist because like admittedly some episodes can be a little like repetitive with the nature of the show and we highlighted last week that candace being at the beach was a nice uh subversion of the standard candace episodes uh structure but what do we think of this kind of change of pace yeah i i I like i i I think that's that's one thing the show is very good at is like establishing a pace and then changing it very well 
Uh, and, and, and especially that point comes up even more in, in this next episode for me about like subverting expectations. Um, but yeah, the, I, I like the fact that this, this isn't really like a Phineas saying, I know what we're going to do today thing. It's just like the things happen. And then you got, you, you can, you kind of see a little bit more of like their ingenuity and problem solving and like, they're, they're just like reacting to the things that are happening around them. Yeah. Plus it was nice for them to finally get out of the backyard for once. So that was Agreed. good. Yeah. Well, they did get out of the backyard for the racing one, but uh, that episode's kind of forgettable. <laughs> but yeah. how far from the backyard? We we still don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that. No one no one answered our questions about that. But um, so they run into Isabella at Clem's carnival, and she's like, "I got my milking badge." Um, and she demonstrates like milk, milk, squeeze, squeeze. Um, squeeze and pull, squeeze and pull, squeeze and pull. Yes, that's that's what she says. Um, that voice still gets me every time. <laughs> that that was a fun little Isabella moment because we still haven't gotten a ton of character development for Isabella besides that she likes Phineas um, and what you're doing and the fire squad badges, uh, fireside girls. But she's like, what you doing? And they're just like, oh, we're just hanging out at the carnival riding. And Phineas says, I think I wrote down the quote, uh, we're riding ponies, but it makes a fellow hanker for the real thing. That might've been a different point in the episode, but I wrote that quote down. At some point, he says something about uh, uh, busting broncos and breaking wind with your with your friends or and spitting, like that. Spit, spitting. Yeah. Yes, um, but we get that, and then we got. He's like, "Where's Perry?" And then we get uh, Perry jumps into a pig trough full of water, and then swims through this shark infested ocean or lake because I think it's a lake, honestly. But swims through this shark infested body of water with the lasers. <laughs> And he talks to a major monogram who's like, I apologize, I did not turn off the laser sharks. Which I'm like, come on, dude, you're trying to murder your best agent? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's. I will say, um, for that, like, as major monogram, like, was about to address Perry, he was, like, doing the, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, you did. As, like, a callback to what Candace was doing when she was on the phone. Oh, yes. I didn't write that down because I was like, what is he doing? Who is he talking about? Because I thought we were going to get Carl, so I was excited. So I'm like, attentively watching the screen but then nope no carl when yeah, does carl show up? i so i i remember like 10 years ago or so that like everyone was saying like oh no you didn't and and like i don't know where it came from but it, it was like like perfectly evocative of the time that that this show was made very much that's also around the same time that camp rock did the whatever major loser thing <laughs> <laughs> that um I'm gonna Google right now what episode did Carl show up. For, so. for those who aren't the seventy-five dollar patrons who didn't who didn't see Felipe doing the the fingers on his forehead to spell out the the W E M N L, uh, you're really missing out. Seriously, like they did. Carl's name is Carl. Carl. <laughs> um, first episode. Oh, uh, he is seventeen to nineteen. That's uh, American uh, hometown, Chula Vista, California. And currently in Danville, uh, born between December twenty second and January nineteen, uh, and then let's find uh, first appearance. It's about time, which is not for another few weeks, right? Yeah, I think it's about time was the one that actually I have I have it open right here on on my TV next to me uh, because I wanted to see what uh, it's about time is episode seven. 
so we'll we'll get it in, in about yeah so we a still have a from now. few more um yeah oh these are not in order on the wiki so this is confusing me so yeah i i think the the wiki probably still has them in order of air date yeah that's fair um I did not pull out the air dates, but I can do that after we discuss a little bit more uh, because I was so excited. So basically, Doofenshmirtz has been seen uh, with termites, investing in termites, and then Perry jet skis over to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And we get that, but later in the episode, we'll get Doofenshmirtz aluminum siding. Um, but basically, I'm very excited because Perry the Platypus jumps through the doors Doofishmerz is there, but you know who else is there? Queen Vanessa. I have I have written in all caps in my notes right here, Vanessa. So do I. Like four I, explana- I have points. Doof plus all caps, Vanessa. Um, and that the only other time I have all caps is in the mall. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> very excitable over here. Um, so I say I like how he introduces Vanessa as his assistant as opposed to his right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I have that written down too that in assistant is in quotes and then like you, you get the reveal later in the episode where she's like this is the worst take your daughter to work day ever <laughs> yeah when when did you guys do take your kid to work day did you do that at all when you were in high school it was never an official thing but I went to my dad and mom's works whenever we had like snow days and they didn't or like days off like in Massachusetts we had a lot of Mondays off we had columbus day which mm-hmm. uh normalized being <laughs> making that indigenous people's day um at memorial day we had that a lot of white people holidays in my opinion but um <laughs> president's day uh because we also had, so then i would go to my parents work um and actually uh on marathon monday which i think is another day that we celebrate but that's what i call marathon monday uh, in April, I remember that's when I first watched Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. So I didn't tell that story on the other podcast, but a little full circle. Back talking to, the, yes. to the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Yes, but I, I often went with my dad or my mom and I would often play computer games or watch TV or stuff like that. We would go to the uh, Blockbuster equivalents. I just called it the DVD store, the movie store, um, mm-hmm. video store. And I would get something and then I'd watch my dad's computer while he taught classes or something um what about you two yeah i i don't know that i so my my mom works for a lot of schools she does uh speech language pathology at a bunch of schools um and whenever i was a kid they were they were schools that were probably 30 45 minutes away from me so i I never never went to her work um my dad's work he he works at kind of a small office six six ish people work there um so i know like I've been to his office several times. And even as a kid, I went there quite a bit, but never longer than like a couple hours at a time. So there, yeah. was, there was never any like official take your kid to work day or anything like that. Navi? So uh, here in Manitoba, or at least in Winnipeg, we had uh, uh, a day in November, usually the first Wednesday of November, where we would have take your kid to work week for the ninth graders. So uh, and at that point, uh, my mom, she still works at a Tim Hortons, but she worked at a different Tim Hortons and I didn't want, which is like the most Canadian yeah. thing you could work at. 
Um, but I didn't want to go to Tim Hortons and like, she didn't want me to be in that environment. She's like, it's a, it's a shitty place. Don't do it. Go with someone else. So then I ended up contacting my kindergarten teacher who I was still in contact with. And I was like, Hey, can I like be your kid for a take to work day? And she's like, Oh yes. So I ended up helping her out with her kindergarten class at that time. And then my brother, when he did his take his, your kid to work day, he ended up going with my uh, uncle to go do uh, like delivery for parcels and all that. So that was like our sort of take your kid to work day. So it was like a mandatory thing. You actually got like credit for it in homeroom. So that's so cool. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask you guys. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I, there were a lot of things that like TV shows did that I never did. Like they had these career weeks or whatever, where you like do career aptitude mm-hmm. tests and yeah. stuff. Um, I talked about this on, not to plug my podcast once again, on the Brazilian Dragon, we talked about home economics class and I never had one of those. Um, like just we, a lot of stuff. We had a home ec class, uh, but I never took, I think my brother took it one semester maybe, uh, but they called it like family and consumer science or something like that. that it had like some, some like fancy name for it, but it was really home ec. Well, I just want to tell my teachers that if they're hearing this, that it's their reason that I struggle adulting because they never taught me how to cook. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. that's the thing is, I, I don't know how much cooking that home ec class did. I know, I know they did. Uh, my brother said he learned sewing in that class. Ooh, that's um, cool. And, and I know that was the class that did the like, like fake creepy robotic babies that you have to like carry the baby around. Oh, right. Oh, like the egg flower, the flower bag babies. Yeah. But it's, but it's like a little baby doll. Yeah. That's got a robot in it. That cries I never got to do that hours. either. <laughs> I feel yeah, cheated. That's interesting. Cause like, uh, at least in my school or like in my school district or uh, whatever, uh, we actually, those were all separate classes. So like family studies, like with the baby and all that was like a separate class. Uh, foods and nutrition was a separate class. Sewing was a separate class and those were all electives. So uh, it's interesting that um, at least on television, it was all kind of clumped up into one thing and makes me think yeah. how they get through all of that it's probably just, just like one writer had like one experience so they're like oh we could do this and then another writer was like oh this is something an experience from my class that i i had to do a home ec class so we can do like an episode in home ec or something for like i always think of like ned's the classified i feel like they had some mm-hmm. cool classes oh that yeah i got to have um he was on tiktok this week i forget what yeah he he's he's gotten kind of big on tiktok yeah this week. he wasn't walking around oh, with really? a mask and i was very concerned <laughs> um wow. he was just talking about like uh kids always like this was me in middle school and they were like this where's my adult ned's declassified adult survival guide or something like that mm-hmm. and he's like i don't mm-hmm. know or whatever um but shall we get back into everything yeah so an- another thing yeah. we get here that that um we we skipped over a little bit is is my I think my favorite version that I remember of of the and by I mean yes okay where we get ah Perry the platypus your timing is uncanny uh, and he says and by uncanny I mean completely ca-. that part of it I can't say without yelling and I don't want to yell but uh, <laughs> uh, and by uncanny I mean completely canny uh, that that line has always and will always make me laugh. I, I agree. I didn't write that down because I was like, Will's going to have this. Because so, um, I, I just basically wrote down what happens. And so if there's anything I skip over, just let me know. Because especially like lines I didn't write down unless like I had a sure. reaction to it. Um, just because like my note taking style is just get everything down so I don't miss anything. But then yeah. I don't talk quotes enough. Um, 
But so basically what Doof has, he has this termite controlling helmet, not an innator, loses a ton of points. But um, he wants the termites to eat all the wood in the town so that people will need to buy aluminum siding from him. And this is the first of, we get it in the next episode too, but Doofenshmirtz trying to create a profit off of something. And I feel like that the other ones weren't as much into this realm. He was just doing things to do things. But now we kind of see that Doofenshmirtz is trying to make money off of the people of Danville. Yeah, it, re- it really, uh, like, how much of this is, is him being evil? How much of this is him wanting to make money? Which, which maybe leads to the more moral question, how evil is it to have a lot of money? Ask Jeff Bezos quite a bit, I'd say. Well, I mean, <laughs> considering he's still taking spousal support from his ex-wife, he probably needs all the money he can get. Yeah, he, he, like, he's definitely not doing well at getting a lot of money. <laughs> which is like, he's, we'll get into this in the next episode, but which is very concerning why he gives Perry the platypus. And my theory is just he's bored and this is his entertainment yeah. mm-hmm. Perry. But um, any... I guess he's, he's not doing really well at getting a lot of money, but he's also not doing very well at, at being evil either. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did write down that when I was a kid, I was very confused why this was wood because I was like, there's no aluminum in this. In aluminum <laughs> um, but we get our first, uh, in this episode at least, uh, we get our second Doof and Schmerz evil, but instead it's like Doof and Schmerz aluminum siding, which we earlier. That song is so catchy. Um, but the termite attacks Clams Carnival. Clams Carnival. Um, and the cows escape. And then Phineas and Ferb and Isabella are like, oh no. And then the horses, uh, their pen is un- like eaten by the termites as well. So they get on and they start chasing. And then Isabella finds this beautiful pony that she follows them on. And the cows, so they all go because the cows are chasing Candace. Um, poor Candace. Uh-huh. Uh, so Phineas and Ferb go off in the chase, and then they go into the subway. At some point, Candace dips off. Like, she gets saved by the laws of nature. I did not remember. <laughs> she, like, got out of the way of the cows. But um, she, they went down the subway, and then in one of the most memorable scenes for me, they go to Googleplex Mall. Googleplex Mall. And... They go around and they sing in the mall, and so we also get the cows another... doing. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, we also get the cows doing random things in the malls, like uh, chasing women out of the dressing room and wearing their clothes. Yeah, that, that was that was uh, what I was what I was gonna bring up. This this sight gag of like this cow is in the dressing room and he chases a woman out of the dressing room, and and he the the cow is like wearing human clothing and like turns back around to like look itself look at itself in the mirror. Yeah, I thought that was a, really a good, fun really good gag. gag. Were there any other things? Uh, they also do, after the song ends, they all are in the food court. Um, and what was the best place in the local mall food court for you, too? Ooh, that's a tough one. If 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 you all go first. Okay, and, I, I come up with when I was a kid, I loved Regina's Pizza, which is this local, like, Massachusetts. I don't know if it's elsewhere in the States, but it's a Massachusetts pizza mm-hmm company um uh then uh in high school they introduced the shot cakes at so my the mall closest to me is the burlington mall which is where they filmed the first paul blart mall cop oh nice Uh, that's a good fact yeah that's something that i have loved to point out over the years um 
it's the first one not the second one i think that was the mall in las vegas but uh i they introduce shot cakes which what they i don't know if they have at other places but what they do is they like take the bottom of a cupcake which they already like filled out with a hole and then they like put ice cream in it and then they put Ooh. the top of a cupcake on top um, that's so cool oh, yeah so i like that um I haven't been to the mall in a while. I know they have a Chick-fil-A in there because when I went to an escape room with some friends in college and we ended up, it was like a far away escape room. So we stopped there and my friend ate Chick-fil-A and I was like, I personally will pass. But um, so what so, else is in the mall? So uh, as, I don't know. As someone from from like small town, Oklahoma, the uh, the, the closest mall to me growing up was, was uh, probably an hour and a half away. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, my... And and I I'm kind of disappointed in myself for my tastes as a kid, uh, because I I was really interested in uh, Sabaro Pizza, uh, because it was it was the only place I knew of that sold pizza by the slice, um, and that was that's just like not a common thing where I'm from. Yeah. Uh, so I I love the idea of of pizza by the slice. I love Same. the the little strombolis that they have. Um, which in hindsight like it wasn't good pizza but i <laughs> i love the the, the idea concept though is like what sells i you. think i think that mall now has it has a place that uh I'm talking about the quail springs mall in oklahoma city um it has a uh is it next to the baptist church probably <laughs> uh, <laughs> you say the baptist church as if there quail are. springs baptist church <laughs> maybe Oh, I'm, um, I'm looking at this. So uh, uh, it has a, a place in the food court that is it, it, like, I think all the, the signage on it says it's like a Cajun place and they serve Cajun food. Um, but if you actually look at the menu, it's all Chinese food. <laughs> uh, so, so like, I don't, I don't know if it used to be a Cajun restaurant and then they, they just like stopped serving cajun food but didn't want to bother changing all the signs but but the menu is all like like orange chicken and chicken fried rice at a quote-unquote cajun place yeah what are so you I was... talking about will chinese food is cajun food Where have you... <laughs> any food with spice in it is ethnic <laughs> enough to be whatever and I, that's coming from a latino so i can i feel like i can say that <laughs> there's a there's a joke in how i met your mother that um they're trying to figure out what restaurant they go to and someone's like Indian no someone else is like Chinese no someone else is like Mexican no and he's like and then Barney's like weird spices weird rice like they're all the same to me and like that probably canceled now but that came to mind I I think his whole character has got to be canceled oh 100% um (laughs) but I was looking at this mall's website and for a second I got it said I'm like oh my god they have an AMC there but then I'm like wait the mall across the street there's a AMC across the street from the Burlington mall so I don't know what I was on um, when I was in college, the AMC I like to go to in Somerville when I would take the train down there, because um, it was like a nicer AMC than the one in the Commons. Uh, it was like in this whole like outlet mall, so like the, the with the sidewalks and stuff like that, like this outdoor sort of mall thing. Um, but you also have an aquarium in that mall. In the Quail Springs Mall, the Blue Zoo Aquarium. Oh, this must be new. I don't know. If- it's no, getting I, much no, use these days but yeah there's a aquarium oh my god this mall is nice <laughs> just looking where, at the map where is where is this blue zoo this this has got to be new i i 
am unfamiliar with it's it. next to the victoria's secret so you can go in buy your undergarments and then go um like the, the cow dolphins. yes <laughs> yeah it's like the cow i like will cow. well when we do our trip to epcot we can make a stop at the at the mall there yes we, we got to do a world tour honestly um mm-hmm. But when I was in LA, I also really liked the mall because they had this thing that they don't have in Boston, like the outdoor ceiling, like, and I really, I liked that when I was in LA at the mall that I would go to. And then also lived across the street from the Grove, which is um, very fancy mall uh, in LA that I really enjoyed going to. I went there with a few RHAP patrons a couple of times. Uh, Will, McCla- Will, McCla- Will McQuaid. A Canadian patron from Navi's Neck of the Woods, um, about a year ago at this point. Uh, who else was there? Nicole Morgan, uh, and then Megan and Paul and Baby Henry. We all went for lunch one time. So yeah, Navi, what about you? What's the malls in Canada like? Uh, I mean, I'm guessing they're not that much different. I personally have not seen any outdoor malls because it snows like half the fucking year. But um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess my go-to food would be like the Pad Thai Express where you can get like Thai food. Um, That would be my go-to meal. If I'm feeling something more sweet as opposed to savory, I would go to the Tutti Frutti and get a Froyo, but that was the extent of my uh, mall eating experience. I don't love going to mall for shopping, but I love going to the mall to hang out. Yeah, same. Like people, if people want to shop, they go shop, I'll go watch a movie and then we'll catch up at the food court or something. Well, I don't like shopping with people in general because I'm like the type who like will research beforehand what I need to grab and see if mm. it's in stock and then I go and grab it and then like GTFO. Yeah, no, yeah. I, at this aforementioned mall trip after the escape room, one of my friends was like going in and trying everything and I hate just sitting there but and waiting, but it was it was a good time. The escape room was lots of fun. Uh, I miss those. Um, Me too. But let's get back to the episode because... We just took a big tangent, which are my favorite parts of recording, but um, we should probably also stick to some uh, schedule as well. But Candace goes to shop. Um, What is this? Is this like an antique store? I I don't know. The guy walks out of it wearing like a cow costume. Well, the store is called Henley's Cow Emporium, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Henley's Haney's Cow Emporium. Haney's. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I have written down goes to the cow store. <laughs> and she's I like, I don't know what kind of cow store. Do you have a cow store in your town? I don't. You would think that Oklahoma has more than one cow store in it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I lived closer to a cow store than I did a mall. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but so at the, after the food court, Candace goes to Haney's Cow Emporium and is like, what can I buy to stop cows? And Haney's like, well, you can buy the scary wolf puppet, which I loved. I love the scary wolf puppet. The scary wolf puppet <laughs> bit was like incredibly stupid, but it made me laugh a lot. Same. I, I was <laughs> here for it. Um, and I absolutely love that part. But then in the end, she buys a cow whistle, which is a silent of, cow whistle. A silent cow whistle. But isn't oh. the point of like animal whistles so they come to you? I don't know. I, I like, I, I, I know. I thought dog whistles just like made dogs freak out. Okay. I didn't know if it like actually like I don't know anything about. I've never animals. had a pet, so I can't attest to this. But I thought dog whistles were like the purposes where like if they get lost, then they'll hear it and come to you. Hmm. Maybe or run to the sound because they only they can hear it, right? 
Right. Yeah. I, I know it's something only they can hear, but I, I don't know if it's something like, do, do they like to be able to hear it or not? Do either of you have dogs or pets of any kind? No, I also grew up not having any pets, so I'm going to sit this one out. My mother was not about that. She was like, no Me pets. Me neither. Yeah. Mine wasn't either, so. Uh, well, my, my parents, uh, they, I, I guess I don't live with the dogs anymore. Uh, we had we had two dogs. Um, the the older one, his name was Copper. He was named after the dog from the fox. And That's the in the hound. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we also have Stella, who is smaller, and she's she's named after the dog from uh, the Princess and the Frog. Oh, um, I forgot that there was a dog in there until you just mentioned it. I remember I remember um, everything else. Um, side note: that movie is amazing. Uh, both of them, I really love them. Uh, so. We get the scary wolf puppet and then she buys the whistle and then she goes in front of the street, which is dangerous, Candace. Like you already almost got stampeded once. And at the mall, I didn't mention this, but the guy, like not only do the humans bum rush the man, but then the cows go over. That man in a non-children show would be dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but Candace These cows would show no mercy. Yep, they would not. <laughs> Candace goes and she's behind the light so she can't see that it turns red but the cows stop after she pulls the whistle and she's like oh my god i did it and then the cows um go after her uh do they stampede her or does she get out of the way um i did not write that down because oh oh, she she uh is like calling her mom and she yeah she like sees sees that uh her mom's getting her hair cut and she's trying to get her mom to look out the window i think she avoids it yeah somehow she gets out of the way um, and then she's in the back of the pack. She calls, and then did you see the Linda's getting her hair done in the center of town? So the cows are running that way, and she's like, "Oh my god, look out the window! Look out the window!" And Linda's like, "Oh, that's cute," because she sees a truck. Did you see the name on the truck? It was uh, Swampy's Fresh yeah. Milk. And then yeah. in the second episode, there's a Dan something. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I love that they like shout out their writers but yeah this is this is the only thing i have written down this week on uh or in in this episode on the on the candace gaslight watch is yeah. uh, linda looking out the window and and she's like look at the cows because it's a and milk truck it's, it's a bunch of cows on on the side of a milk truck for for swampy's fresh milk yeah uh, i just had some like because yeah I, I was about to get really upset whenever like candace candace is on the phone with linda and i was like this this herd of cattle is just walking right outside the window like how is she not seeing that even even like whenever she's not being told to look out the window and see the cattle how does she not see them outside the window uh and then like, they even uh, just through like your per- peripheral vision you'd think she would be able to catch it since well, she's, she's right under, by the, the, under the hair dome so maybe she can't turn her head that much i don't know i've never been under one of those um have either of you been in one of those and can see i don't know I've I've never had my hair long enough to 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 get it dried or curled in that way. So I, I yeah I I was always like interested in what that machine did, but, Same. but like never had a reason to use it. When I was little, I called it the Buzz Lightyear machine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so yeah, they get through, she sees the milk cart, and then back to Doofenshmirtz's plot. Uh, Agent P is. Uh, being held over this lava pit. Um, he probably got that from the Mount Rushmore stuff, uh, but he's in this lava pit and he swings himself off and untangles himself and is like, don't press that button. No, no, not that button. Don't press that one next to it. <laughs> um, and then- he Why would you it. tell him not to press the button to 
I didn't understand that at all. Me neither. This is, yeah, this is the thing where maybe, maybe Doofenshmirtz is just in it for the fun of it. Exactly. Where, like, he, he's definitely not good at being bad. Mm-hmm. And like uh, almost all of his plans, he sort of foils himself. Yeah, this episode really highlighted that. And that's when I was like, okay, these two episodes back to back. I think he's just bored and wants attention from Perry the Platypus. And like, mm-hmm. it's the highlight of his day. Like, Well, even kind of- Vanessa was like, oh, why did you add a self-destruct button to this <laughs> uh, lair thing? <laughs> and then she's like, deuces, I'm out. Yeah, she yeets the heck out of there. She takes his escape pod and she's like, okay, it's okay. I'll have my jetpack. And then Perry the Platypus takes the jetpack. And he's like, oh my God, why did I do that? Because then Perry, it's not like... It's almost as bad as putting an escape hatch in the Perry Platypus finds an escape hatch. <laughs> and um, at that point, uh, how does he get out? Does he gra- jump and grab Perry's legs? Or is that in the uh, next? Well, Perry he's doubles like, back for him. Yeah. See, that's a kind little platypus. Yeah, he, he's like screaming because the, the lair is about to self-destruct and, and Perry turns back and, and saves him out of it. Yeah. Um, and that's very kind of Perry. I had that in my notes. I should have just looked down. But um the cows, meanwhile, run towards a cliff. They all pause, and then one of them knocks over the other one. And that one didn't get in the water slide. So uh, poor cow. Like, that was cow on cow meanness. <laughs> I was not okay with that. Justice for that cow. He, um, he did the old, uh, uh, is it, uh, Thanos did to uh, Gamora. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, also, justice for Black Widow. <laughs> um, but the movie got delayed again, so you know. Yeah, that's fair. It. At least she gets a movie, and Hawkeye only gets a TV show. Yeah, yeah true. Um, but we so then they fall off, and there's a water slide, and they get in there, and then poor Candace falls off, and probably does the same path that the cow did. She falls into like snakes, cactuses, and scorpions. Um, while yeah, the cow... how is she alive still after that? <laughs> Yeah, Candace does a lot of falling off of mountains in this episode. Yeah. I guess both of these episodes. Is that a gag that is just from these two episodes, or does it happen a ton? Because I don't remember I don't know, that. Uh, like, like, hmm. I don't know. I guess it's something we can we can track. Yeah. But I, I think there's definitely a lot of, like, things that don't go Candace's way, but how much of it is actual, like, physical danger? I don't know. Yeah. That's not fair that she gets mentally gaslit and physically attacked yeah. by scorpions and mountains and poor candace this is really a candace defense account um but perry ends up reversing the termite helmet which causes them to chase doofenshmirtz and he runs down the roller coaster um while they chomp and doofenshmirtz got some fast feet yeah i don't i don't really understand well i guess they, they say in the episode like why did you put a reverse switch on this thing i shouldn't have put a reverse switch on this thing but I also like don't understand how the reverse switch even works. Yeah, so my my assumption was that it just turns instead of them doing things for Doofenshmirtz because he's wearing the helmet, they attack him. That's the best explanation I got. Um, but because they still eat the wood, it's not like they like cough the wood back up and re- like reverse time. Mm, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, but um, I'm still upset with the name of this. It could have been the termite controlinator, but no termite control helmet. Bye. Um, so anyways, the pieces fall around and then Phineas and Ferb are like, we need to trap the cows. And then it's like a corral ends up just being there. And poor Candace. It's, it's like, so, so they, they like eat all the pieces of a roller coaster 
but like the, the some of the planks just like fall and become posts in the ground and then, and then the, the metal wire the just metal like, railing just kind of like perfect itself there yeah. perfect fit snug as a bug um and yeah and then linda comes to pick them up and candace is like huh and that that was like a difference in candace's mood she's like just take me home i want to go home I'm done with today. Um, So yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, And apparently when this episode does not air with the other ones, they do the in the mall uh, gag in the end credits as well. Hmm. Um, So I looked that up. Uh, The last thing we get here is, is, uh, you know, Candace is exasperated. She wants to go home and Linda's like, what's wrong with her? And then, and Ferb finally gets his line of, uh, I reckon herding cattle ain't for city folk. Yeah, exactly. And also in the end credits, uh, Isabella says, boy, howdy. Um, a few things that I also pulled from the great Phineas and Ferb wiki. Um, there's no, aren't you a little too young to do this line in this episode? And I don't believe there's one in the next episode either. I don't um, remember one. Yeah, um, which was definitely something to notice. Um, and then Perry, we talked about his entrance to the lair. Um, and and the evil jingle we talked about. Um, yeah. Any any final thoughts on this besides while well, I read some background information and production information? Uh yeah, there there was some some funny like sight gags in or earlier in the episode that I have written down. Yeah, that, like while while they're at the carnival, there's like signs for different events going on at the carnival. There's like a there's like a cow chip throwing contest and a hog call, and and the one that made me laugh the most was was they were advertising an egg laying contest uh both because it's i think it's sort of a, a callback to whenever they were talking about maybe maybe perry will lay an egg um and then also just like what is an egg laying contest how does how does that become a contest in any way i <laughs> that confuses me did you ever have to do egg drop contests though Ooh, I think I think we did something like that in in like a like an eighth grade science class or something where we had to like make little uh, you know, they gave us you know six feet of tape and a bunch of straws and and uh, yeah. like a plastic bag or something and they're like okay you're gonna drop this egg off the building don't let it don't let it break yeah we definitely did that in our fifth grade like three-day camping trip that we did um because it was raining for one of the nighttime activities that we were going to do so then they just were like here's an egg drop contest you got to do this now um and then i know at college the science department uh does like a pumpkin drop contest uh Mm -hmm. off the roof Mm -hmm. of the building for every halloween that's cool uh navi did you ever have to do any of those uh well i remember in high school we did the pumpkin drop but we i've never done the egg drop one myself yeah um so i found some background information uh when before candace calls stacy there's an orchestral remix version of gitchy gitchy goo which we haven't gotten to yet but spoil mild spoiler i think that's next week that's gonna be the number one song for me and that's just a soft spoiler right here um (laughs) a teaser for next week uh then apparently after the cows storm out of the cafeteria the sign behind them says that the special of the day is beef um oh no right um (laughs) that's that's another one of the one of the visual gags that i had written down yeah yeah and then doofenshmirtz says i guess i'm running the same way phineas said i guess we're walking that's more to the theory that doofenshmirtz is phineas and candace's dad Mm. um 
Y'all yeah, know that theory, right? I've I've heard the theory, and I've also seen enough uh, TikToks from from Dan Pavenmeyer himself addressing it, saying that it's not true. Okay. Um, but I I I do think the theory is very fun. Yeah. Uh, apparently, this episode aired um, February eighth, two thousand eight. February. Um, <laughs> that's what they were doing on Disney Channel, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I remember now. Yeah. See, it it came back to me, but. Um, the, the, there's an episode description if people care, I don't have to read that, but, um, there's a lot of errors in this episode, apparently. Um, so that's fun. Um, and then the last thing, uh, is in the continuity during the stop for Vittles in the mall cafeteria, the elevator version of I'm Lindana and I want to have fun can be briefly heard. Oh. And in terms of illusions, Austin Powers, uh, Home on the Range, The Magnificent Seven, which is obviously the namesake. Uh, then Western music motif, uh, James Bond with Perry and the underwater device. My Little Pony um, with the pony that Isabella rides, which also is, it looks a lot like the pony that Dupin Schmertz had for Vanessa's birthday in the later episode for, as a child. And then Green Acres. Um, so that's everything we have there. And uh if you want trivia, I have trivia too, but otherwise we can take a quick break and then we'll get back to our coverage of Swinter and our final things. Does that sound good? Sure. Okay. Yep, sounds we'll good. We'll be right back. was delicious all right so the episode starts off with lawrence uh walking to it towards the backyard with the boys and ask phineas and ferb what they're doing today and phineas and ferb they're not even doing like a handstand like they're literally just on their heads mm-hmm. no arms how does that even work that sounds painful i at one point in my life could almost do a headstand um because i i this is probably four or five years ago at this point. I went to yoga twice a week at like six in the morning and I could do a headstand if I was against a wall. Um, but the people who were teaching the class, they could they could do it. Granted, I don't think yeah. Phineas and Ferb are doing yoga. I think they're just tired. Well, you don't think they're they're subscribers to Vita's yoga or whatever? <laughs> I think I think their their head shape really helps a lot. Too. Yeah, also helps, their hair. It helps to have like a flat, a flat base. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Phineas's head is a triangle. Ferb is like a square. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one of the, my, the former copywriters at the station, she would say, Oh, yeah. My mom would like twist my head around, like as I was born, just to make sure I had a nice round head. Maybe their parents ended up like making sure that their heads were flat as it <laughs> I have questions. Uh, she, she was like reaching down as the baby was 
popping out to like shimmy no, their no, head? No, no, no. So like when uh, after the child is born, okay, like in the crib, she like as the baby's oh, okay. resting, they would she would like rotate the head around so that it would be a nice dome. Okay. Because she mm. wanted, thought, cause I, apparently thought, her mom wanted her to have like a nice round head if she ever decided to rock the bald look. Okay. Okay. I thought you and, were talking about as the baby was being born. She was like, I, I feel, feel like there's you, too much going on. I feel like you would have other other things on your mind at that time. Yeah. yeah I think she would be uh, asking for like an Adderall or something. Or not yep. an Adderall, an Advil. Well, maybe an Pain Adderall. Pain meds. Probably, yeah. probably something a, lot, a, a little stronger than an Advil. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. I've never given birth before. I, I'm not qualified to, to speak on this. Yeah. No, me <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so maybe she could do that headstand. You should ask her and get back to her. Us. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask her. Um, and uh, so Lawrence asked the boys, well, what are you going to do today? And they're like, well, it's too hot to think about something to do. And Lawrence has just the right thing that they could focus their energy on for the did day. Did you also and that think is- of Will? Did you also think <laughs> yes, of Will? Yes, I did think of Will. <laughs> I, and I want Will's takes on all the snow cone shenanigans that take place this episode. Um, but uh, Lawrence brings out the snow cone machine and says, oh, it's from back when I was a boy. And he shows them how to use it. And the boys are very enthralled by it. So Will, tell us about the snow cone machine. Well, for, for one, as, as a former snow cone artist, um, I, I, I was very offended by Candace's snow cone takes. <laughs> she, she, was, she was like unimpressed with snow. She was like not, she was like, it's, it's just ice and blue carbs. Like it's it's so much more than that, Candace. You don't understand. Yeah, what do you think um, the flavor of the blue syrup was? Was it like blueberry, blue raspberry, acai? Uh, blue raspberry is. is Hi, wait, 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 back up, back up. You say acai? Acai? Is it's it an acai? acai. Uh, it's acai. Because okay. okay, so it, it's it's a Brazilian word or Portuguese, but so the the C has that little thingy on it. Uh huh. Really cute, and that's like an S. Okay. I'm not. Well, I'm not, no. not but uh, honestly you call it whatever you want i just wanted to make sure that i was just like shook out of my mind i love it we don't no, we don't I want the comments known. coming for us no i should have known that it was acai because i remember uh from survivor abby maria gomez she had that vodka or that yeah. wine that was acai vodka. yeah i wanted some but i was too young at the time and then i don't it's know one of those words does. that like you've probably heard say people it say it out loud but yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's, it. it's like all, all the people when whenever they like if they only ever read the the Harry Potter books but never saw the movies, then they thought her name was like Hermione instead of <laughs> didn't Hermione. Some, no didn't, one ever said um, it out loud. Didn't Akiva think it was Hermione at one point on Renee? Maybe Hermione one or whatever. Yeah. Hermione. Hermione. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but thank you for the educational no uh, vocabulary. And for, please correct uh, my vocabulary in the future if I ever, because words are hard, and even as a communications major, words are hard. Oh yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, um, yeah, so so the snow cone stand I worked at, we had blue raspberry, we had blueberry, we had uh, blue coconut flavor. Ooh, what? Had, um, blue I think vanilla. They might, they, they might have also called it blue Hawaiian instead of blue coconut, but it was. Oh. Uh, I love the taste was, of coconut. It was pretty good, uh, and there was there was also a blackberry flavor that was closer to blue than than like a deeper purple, uh, but those those were all very good. I I'm partial to the blue flavors i'm looking online and the prices vary from anywhere to 40 dollars to like 
$760 for snow cone machines. Uh, yeah, you could probably get a, like a, a uh, not great one from, from Walmart or Target for like yeah. 40, 50 bucks. Uh, but the, the one we used, look up the, the Snowy 3000. How much a Snowy 3000? <laughs> Snowy 3000. It sounds like a thing. fake name. Like if you were to make up the name of a snow cone machine, it would probably be the Snowy 3000. There's this one called the Omega OF S30 Black and Stainless Steel Triple Three. That's three thousand seven hundred and nine dollars. Oh um, man! So wait, what was it called? The sta- the snow. The snow snowy what? three thousand. Snowy Cube Pro Ice Shaver. Snowy at snowy.com. Oh, this little snowy one looks so cute. Sorry. I know. Um. Yeah, it looks like the Snowy three thousand sells for about three thousand dollars. Whoa, someone. this is like almost $3,000. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess if it's a like a professional snow cone thing, if you're like... But it looks so tiny. I well, feel like the snow cone business is probably like something that someone could get invested in. And it like... is incredibly lucrative. <laughs> like all the upfront cost is is just like yeah. the snow cone machine itself. But you can, kind of... you can put in regular ice. Uh, the syrups are, are pretty easy to make. It's mostly like water and sugar mixed and with like the flavoring that that you can buy for uh fairly inexpensively uh but the the markup is ridiculous and i i think this is why like uh i talked last week about how uh you know they they let us have all the free snow cones we wanted uh and 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 it's because the that like snow cones after like the upfront cost they cost like nothing to make yeah, they probably were able to pay off the Snowy 3000 by that point. So. Yeah, yeah. once that is paid off, you are in, in the clear. All right, so I'm seeing a picture with the human beside it, and yeah, it looks a lot bigger than when it's just by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't want a snow cone right now because we're in the middle of a snowstorm here, but I would, when I move back to LA, I would consider purchasing a snow cone machine. All right. Um, yeah. That's true. Okay, the cheap back one, to though. The yeah. <laughs> back to the episode here. Um, so uh, the thing is, Lawrence and Linda, they're going to an antique show. So they've been, I guess, been collecting rubbish in their basement, and they're about to go and sell it off and buy their own things, as we'll find out later on. Do we in think the Haney was there? <laughs> okay. he's, he's, they're trying to sell his, his scary wolf puppet. Let me see. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no, it's all good. Feel free to interrupt whenever you need to, because um, I will be too engrossed in my notes. Um, so um, as the parents leave for the antique store, um, Lawrence warns the boys, hey, you know, Candace is on edge more so than usual. So, you know, take it easy on her. And they're like, okay, sure. And then they leave. And then Candace's head just like pops out of the garage door as she's like, I'm ready to bust you. So... That was pretty cute. Um, let's see here. Um, so uh, the snow cone machine actually ends up inspiring Phineas and gives him the idea for Swinter. So, um, uh, but they're gonna need a lot more ice and mm. also a way to keep the ice nice and not melty. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, um, gotta gotta keep it cool somehow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess if, if it all melts, then you just have like, I don't know, a beach again. Yeah, because it's a, <laughs> they, they say it's snow in July. And I don't know 
where exactly Danville is? Have we established where that is? Is it just like- Wherever, wherever they need it to be. be, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what the temperature is there and how much they would need to work to get the ice or the snow to not melt in the uh. middle of July, but it looks to be pretty hot since they're always complaining about how hot it is there. Um, so, uh, Candace goes up to them, asks what is they're up to, and Phineas offers her a snow cone, and as we've talked about before, Candace just, uh, sort of shakes him off and was like, ew, I'd rather not, and then leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, and then maybe, uh, Perry would want one, Phineas says to Ferb, and then they ask, where's Perry? So, let's go see where Perry's at. Uh, so Perry leaves by going to where the garden hose is and yeah. it's like all oiled up and like he steps into like the little circle part of it and then like turns on the tap and then it takes him down. I don't know how that works. I don't Me understand neither. how the, the hose didn't just end up going, turning on and like going all over the place. But whatever, Major Monogram tells Perry that they're worried that Doof's buying laser pointers and that it would have been fine if it was just two or three laser pointers, but he ordered over 18,000. So what so, does he need with 18,000 laser pointers? Where does he get the money from? Like, is it all spousal support? Especially because yeah, every for- every single episode, he like builds a new location and stuff like that too. And, a new and he actually sold some aluminum siding. Maybe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe he he's like some- a... Oh, go ahead, Navi. No, he sold some aluminum siding. He got that spousal support from Charlene. Um, you know, you got to keep the side hustle. Yeah. And that's very much Maybe he also, Perry is like a few hours late. So he already makes a little bit of a profit each day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. just enough to keep afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as a, a major monogram is talking, uh, Perry's like taking notes, quote unquote, when really he's just drawing major monogram. <laughs> and that's like very relatable. I've done that multiple times during like city council meetings and school board meetings. Oh, especially the school board meetings. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and like look at a bunch of like lecture notes that I've taken during class. Uh, and, and like far too many of them just have like doodles in the in the side of the the paper that's like this is what time it is this is how much longer until this class is over yeah no agreed there is there is one in particular i remember where where we were um it was like right when i started grad school we were we were getting a a presentation from from a guy who's like in charge of some of the libraries uh and he was he was telling us about like all the all the resources that the libraries had for us and and you know different places we could go check out you know books and and look up scientific articles um and it was he was just not entertaining at all so i i still have the the picture that i drew that is like just this guy talking see i i didn't do a ton of drawing drawing in college but i remember in middle school i got yelled at because i was drawing and like i literally went up to the teacher before and being like listen like i like I was also a loud kid, so I would talk a lot. And I'm like, I will draw and I pay attention when I like, I can multitask like that. Let me draw and like, or trace sometimes when like there was something to trace on, like, I don't know if you had agendas, but there were like little drawings on there. Oh, so yeah. I trace them, but, um, and then like, she was like, okay. And then like the next day after I did it, she was like, listen, you don't pay attention. I'm like, yes, I do. I can tell you everything. And she got mad mm-hmm. at me. So she banned me from drawing. And then jokes on her because I was probably not the best student after that <laughs> um but in in college I would like 
if there was a class that I didn't like, there was a stats class that I was terrible in and I did not understand. And also I was like, at this point, I'm just going to learn from the book because this professor is not great. So um, that was around the time that Game Changers aired. So I was reading Josh Wiggler's articles uh, every, yeah. every, um, mm-hmm. every class, especially during the preseason. And then um, in this other class, I forget which one, but I would, I would just go sit in the back and I would watch um, old episodes of television shows um, muted but it was like a class that was irrelevant like if it was a comm class and i was like 100 percent in because i loved it but it was for those like gen ed classes i i would watch with subtitles and i think rourke has said on like podcasts that she does that too so i feel vindicated that like a lawyer is gonna get through law school by doing that nice. but um yeah but doodling is fun yeah, it is fun. Also, one thing I wanted to ask is I've never bought a laser pointer before. Like, I'm sure people with cats probably have bought like a bunch of them. But how much do they cost? Like one laser pointer? That's the question mm. for the Google. Yeah, I guess it depends on how strong it is. Because if it's strong enough to be able to, to melt things, uh, it probably costs quite a bit. So I'm seeing from $4 to $50, depending yeah. on the kind. Yeah, and I'm sure if he bought them in bulk, he got a discount. So yeah. What color laser pointer is the strongest? Green. Probably, Ooh. yeah. Well, he had red, so yeah. Why are green laser pointers illegal? What? I, They're illegal. I think I've seen something where where like Oh, it's like illegal to market them in certain ways. Mm, oh. Okay. I've seen some where like there are some laser pointers that are like strong enough to where you can like point at stuff in the night sky. Yeah. Um, which is kind of unsettling. Um, well, I, I've, I've definitely seen people who will like, like uh, disable like street lights with it to where they, they like pointed at whatever sensor of the street light senses that it's dark outside. Uh, and it, it makes the street light think that it's, you know, light outside. So it turns off. Damn. Oh. Maybe this is maybe this is all myth. Maybe this is. Um, I remember um, in at a summer camp, the same summer camp that I mentioned earlier. But then this time I was like doing it for summer camp. Um, they were like it was a nighttime sort of thing, so they were telling us that like the la- red laser pointers are great because like the only color you can see at night without like hurting your eyes immediately. Like you know when you turn on the lights in the middle of the night and then it hurts, it, like it's red. Like that's why like a lot of watches have red if you uh-huh. for night mode. That but, blue light filter. Yep, exactly. Um, but yeah, Doofish Bird's probably about the cheap ones, I would assume. Unless he... Yeah, that seems on brand for him to which, not which, invest like, in the you, you think about it, he, he could have just bought like, I don't know, 4,000 of, of, of better ones instead of 18,000 of, of worse ones. I, I don't know how to have a match. I'd be for the discounts. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Back to the Flynn Fletcher backyard. The boys uh, have amassed more snow for their idea for winter and have a ton of fans operating to help keep the snow not from melting. And I believe I like I paused and I counted. There were at least seven or eight fans that I can see. And like, where did they Quite get all these fans from? Like, do they, does their entire house have that many fans? Like, I don't understand. Do you have that many fans in your house? Because we would just have one for the living room and then one for each of our bedrooms. And there were three of us. So my mom would have one, my brother had one, and then I had one, and then just the one fan in the living room. So we had four in total. So I so, guess they would just 
all have fans in their respective rooms and then also in the living room. I don't know. I'm thinking too much. No, no. So during like before the pandemic, we had the ceiling fan in um, the Mm. kitchen. And then we had like I had a little fan because I lived in a dorm with no air conditioning. So I had that. But then during the pandemic, because we couldn't leave the house and go to the mall during a heat wave um, or something or like a movie theater to cool off. We, there was a heat wave and our AC broke. Um, so we got oh, wow. three fans, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. But like, I think, I think, I feel like if you have more than one per person in your house, so they shouldn't have more than five. And especially because Finney said for share a room. So they should have yeah. four. Um, Will, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I, they also seem like more, um closer to like industrial fans than than you would think yeah uh, so they like, were like, like very have, big and bulky yeah well they're, they're the kind of fans that have the little like ribbons on them so you can see when they're on mm-hmm. uh, yeah um which I, I i guess is like a safety thing so you don't like stick your hand in it um so i i mean i i'm, I'm guessing they they get it the same where the same place they get everything else uh the the, the same way they got a bunch of like materials to build a roller coaster and and car parts that you know did you just they they just show up they just show up yep yeah I wonder if it's they're, like they're don- real missing and bail yeah huh. i was wondering if it was like donations from like the other people in the neighborhood mm. being like hey if you're gonna like do this fun thing here yeah. take this and help with the idea that that, that could very well be possible too yeah Isabella I, definitely- I, I, like, I like the crowdsourcing idea i think the best yeah, Isabella definitely rolled up all the fireside squad. They brought their own, so that definitely yeah, makes sense. Yeah, speaking of Isabella, she shows up and asks, what you doing? And they're like, making Swinter. And then they, uh, I think Phineas says, why have snow when it's too cold to enjoy it? And I will say, back in June, it did snow here in the town I lived in. I am living in. It was very depressing. It only lasted... For like not even an hour and like it melted immediately on contact but i still was very depressed afterwards <laughs> that uh-huh. it snowed in winter especially because like the the past winter that we had was so long and we had like a terrible dump and it took forever for it to melt like it didn't end up melting until like the end of may i think and oh, even wow. afterwards like the temperature was like in the like 10 15 area i don't know how that is in fahrenheit but it was not like super like summer free, the, yeah. the box right at that point, and then it snowed, and I was like, I'm done with this place, uh, but I stay because uh, I like being employed and getting yes. money. So. No, I feel like as a kid, I always thought Swinter was such a cool idea, um, and then I just feel like maybe it's because there's a snowstorm, but I feel like I would want the hot summer, but then like going being able to ski, I guess. But otherwise, there's not a ton of things you can do with snow. I feel like if you're not a kid, it's not that enjoyable. No, I mean, if you're a kid, you can make, you know, like snowmen, have snowball fights. Yeah. Uh, But as an adult, I mean, there's winter activities you can do. Like you can go snowshoeing, you can go snowmobiling, cross-country skiing. Uh, I know a lot of people up here who do that. I am not one of those people because I hate an indoor cat. Yeah, I'm an indoor cat for sure. Since yeah, ever since I turned like thirteen or fourteen years old, I I became very much anti snow, um, mainly because I'm very anti being cold and wet. Um, 
so like over over the the holidays this past year like my my brothers they all like went out and and it snowed one day uh, a couple days before christmas and they all went out and had a snowball fight and made a huge snowman and i i was i'm staying inside not i i can i can look at snow but i i don't want to have to be in in snow no yeah thanks. no and i just like also you have to get dressed and like it's so much easier to stay inside watch a movie instead um and this like it was so weird because I hadn't experienced snow in two years because um, I go to except for this year I usually go to Brazil for the holidays. Um, mm-hmm. This year was different, but um, so and then I moved to LA at the start of January. So then I was like, then now I'm being here. I'm like I forgot how freezing it is. Um, so winter maybe I could do one day of winter, but then like Phineas and Ferb had it. That's fine afterwards. Um, I will I will say like. If I'm going to be in snow, winter is like the ideal version of it. Uh, it's like like Phineas mentions, like what's the point of of snow if it's just going to be cold? Um, like 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 it's it's sort of like the opposite to me of um, there was a uh, my high school band trip. We went to uh, uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. We did like a, a skiing thing. Um, and I didn't go skiing because I didn't want to pay the money to go skiing. Um, but we, we stayed at this lodge and uh, this lodge had a bunch of hot tubs. And being in the hot tub while it was snowing was a very cool experience. That sounds uh, cool. Yeah. Um, but as I, I, I think this winter would be sort of the same thing for me. Is, is like there is snow. Snow is kind of cool. But also, I don't have to be cold if I don't want to. I can I can leave this very easily. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized that uh, our names are Agent N, Agent F, and Agent W. I changed it. I did not notice that until now. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, moving on, back to the episode. I'm really yeah. bad at like- No, tangents are the best. Yeah, so we come back to Candace, who uh, is on the phone, assumedly with Stacy, and she's yes. talking about how cheerleaders are overrated anyway. Um, I don't know, were cheerleaders a thing at your school? Because we had them as like a sports level, but they didn't like really do a whole lot in terms of like pep rallies, and they didn't go around wearing their uniforms in school, even during class. I don't know if that was a thing for you guys, but. I don't know about the public high school, but for the high school I went to, which was a private school, we didn't have cheerleaders, but we had, I'm still bitter about this, but <laughs> the seniors, when you get apply to be like a spirit leader, basically, and there were 10 spots. And I feel like there was a lot of nepotism and like friends picking friends from the previous year. But in terms of audition wise, I think I was in the top 10. And I had a lot of compliments about my audition. They also like mess me up because I was told to come at 6 30 or whatever um like just throwing a time out there but they had me scheduled for six um mm. so everyone like was like um you missed your audition slot and I left my phone in like this other room where I was like practicing for my audition and then so I had to go back to another building get it and show them that they messed up and then so like I was all in my head and I still outperformed and then they picked all these like also they picked like a ton of white people and i was like well your your um standards of diversity are not that great but there was also some nepotism because i literally saw one of the ones from the year above me telling someone who had a bad audition in my opinion like oh yeah i got you i got you you're gonna be one i'm like what the hell so i'm bitter but 
um yeah we had that in high school and then they would do the football games and they would every friday mm-hmm. they had to wear a skirt and stuff like that like a blue skirt um even in the winter so at least i didn't have to oh, do that, that. Sucks. at least mm-hmm. i didn't have to do that <laughs> um but yeah what about you will yeah high uh high school football was was a very prominent culture at my high school i think i think the high school i went to um I think they've they have like the second most state championships in all of Oklahoma. Um, but like everyone was super into whether it was the football team or the cheerleaders or the band, like everyone was into something that was part of it. Um, I, I but but yeah, there were there were a lot of cheerleaders um, and a lot of people who would like join cheerleading for the fun of it just because they like wanted the, I, I don't know if they wanted like the status of being a cheerleader or just like all their friends were being cheerleaders. So they wanted to do it. Uh, but yeah, it, it was definitely like sort of a thing that, that yeah. some people would, would do that. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a, a thing in terms of like competitively as a sport, as I said, um, our team actually did like really well, like in the provincial cheer things, both for like palm stuff and also the, the, the throwing and the flipping of the people yeah yeah, but it wasn't like oh they would go around wearing their uniforms and like be super bitchy they were just like you know normal kids oh so it's not like in glee with which one with one of my all-time favorite characters santana (laughs) the cheerios that's not that's not real life they're not sue sylvester is a real person (laughs) unfortunately not at my school maybe my school really boring Um, ours was also like not like that at all like like our i don't think our cheerleading team like ever ever did any competitions or anything it was all just like Mm -hmm. everything was was for the football team i will say watching cheerleading competitions on tv those are kind of fun like i don't watch them often but whenever i stumble upon them those are kind of fun i also love gymnastics at the olympics um Mm because it's just fun to see people do things that you can't do um i will add that so i went to public high school for one year um and I do remember a powder puff game. So I have to imagine there were cheerleaders. Cause if that's like the, the cheerleaders would then play the football and then the guy, the football uh-huh. players would then be the cheerleaders. So I would imagine that, but there's a really good episode of King of the Hill when, when Bobby is like the cheerleader for the, for the powder puff football team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never Kingdom of the Hill. Should I, there's so many shows I, on my list. I, I, within like the last two weeks just finished a, a full rewatch of king of the hill it, it took me like a year there's 13 seasons um but i love that show so much okay so maybe i'll watch it like i feel like i could probably watch a few episodes without having to like watch the whole show though mm-hmm. yeah so I'll, 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 I'll give you some recommendations of okay yeah because it's kind of overwhelming because i told some people that i would watch upload with them and then mm-hmm. Jessica Sterling already finished Upload before I even had a chance to watch the first episode. I still need to finish Breaking Bad, um, which is so good. Um, and then also Jess Sterling now is on cat- Catastrophe. And I'm like, lady, I still need to watch Upload, <laughs> let alone she's like in the middle of season two, at least. Maybe season three by now of Catastrophe. Um, so that's Have you ever gotten around to watching Cheer, the Netflix documentary? No, but I heard, I, I watched, first of all, I watched Monica Valdama. Um, is it Valda? No, her team name was Valdama. Monica Aldama on Dancing with the Stars. And mm-hmm. I liked her. But then I heard that there was like some, like someone on the show got canceled. Um, oh, I Jerry, didn't know Jerry got canceled um, because oh, he was okay. like, but I heard it was really good. Like the show itself. Yeah, it was a good watch. Um, you mentioned you were like, you would enjoyed watching the high school competitions when they were on TV. So 
I figured yeah. that would have been up your alley. But um, yeah, anyway. Uh, back cheerleaders to are overrated. Episode, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheerleaders are overrated. And uh, as Candace is saying this, um, the snow uh, like starts covering her window and it like blocks the light from the sun. And she eventually goes up to check and she opens her window and snow just like just piles into her room. And she escapes mm -hmm. her, her room through the window and sees this winter wonderland, so to speak. Um, so what was your impressions of uh, the actual seeing actual winter and the mountain and all that? It looked cool. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. impressive, yeah. Um, but again, I feel like when I was younger, it looked super cool. But now I'm like, it just looks like a snow mountain within a few, like, like I feel like the, it was very wintry. There was not enough summer details to like, advertise that it was summer for the most part especially like my thing was when candace becomes an icicle and we'll get to that part i feel like the sun could have melted her besides her anger like we could have seen <laughs> yeah. even like just like accentuate the fact that it's summer but there's a winter wonderland yeah mm -hmm. and uh that's the cue for this winter song um and i love this song spoiler alert um i, I can spoiler alert it's very high on my list for the song rankings um plus i just remember it being a part of like as similar to the backyard beach it was a big part of their like promotion like it would always be on like mm -hmm. the commercials and all that i don't know if yeah. it was the same for you guys as well mm -hmm. but no i definitely remember i remember backyard beach more um i remember the the hook like because it's winter i didn't remember any of the lyrics and i can't mm -hmm. even say them i know there's something about a kite but i can't remember how it goes but i really enjoyed the song and it was like a sleeper hit I feel like, especially on this rear watch. Will, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I think like I remember, I, I definitely remember this song, but not super well. Um, and I thought I didn't like the song whenever I was a kid, but, but it, it was it was definitely a, a, a very pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed it this time around. It, it gave me very like like sixties pop, like like Andrews Sisters vibes. Kind of one of one of those Christmas songs. Yeah, it, um, it did have a Christmas but, uh, feel, but it was it had like a little twist because it wasn't super Christmassy, but it was very wintry. If that like it's not right. Yeah, I, I I really I really enjoyed it. I, I did too, and I thought Isabella, um, like the the visuals went along really well with like the kite and the ice skating. Mm -hmm. All right, so Con Candace, uh, Candace goes to call her mom, but then she sees her uh, love interest Jeremy, and it, from the corner of her eye, and it looks like he's about to go skiing. And she goes up to talk to him and Jeremy asks if she wants to go skiing with him, but she says that she is afraid of heights and he just kind of is like, okay, well, bye, I guess. I'll go, I'll go hang out with Dee Dee then. Well, I mean, whenever, yeah. whenever you fall off a mountain in the previous episode, it's pretty understandable that you're the afraid tea. of heights. <laughs> Literally though, the T, the T jumped out. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and then he he's like, okay, well, I'll go hang out with Dee Dee and that's this part, right? Yeah, this is this part. And then Candace goes, oh, hey, who's Dee Dee? And then she goes and calls Stacy. And then Stacy tells her, oh, she, Dee Dee is a foreign exchange student from Sweden. And now she has someone from Sweden to compete for yes. Jeremy's affections. Or so she believes. Yeah, so just a, we're going to jump ahead quickly to just like reveal the gag. So Dee Dee keeps their glasses on the whole time, um, mm -hmm. their goggles. And Dee Dee has long hair. So Candace thinks that Dee Dee is another woman competing for Jeremy's attention, but Dee Dee's just like a ski bro um, that it, um, is friends with Jeremy. So Candace 
got in her own unless jeremy is bisexual then but we don't know that mm-hmm. uh, derek and- dukinson i think i oh yes derek dukinson that's the dd um and i think that was a fun play on like uh, name and DD's expectations name. yeah it was for sure um right. so it was something Kevin- that, that i didn't i didn't notice until like my my second time through the episode you can actually like hear every time that jeremy says dd he kind of mm-hmm. says it like like dd well, like he does whenever he explains it, like that you know it's the letter D, the letter D. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's sort it's sort of a subtle thing that like the first time I watched it, I did de- I definitely didn't didn't know it, um, but after I rewatched it, knowing the twist, I was like, oh, he he is saying D D every single time. It, it's yeah, like Candace who's who's making this thing up in her head that she thinks D D is like uh, a girl that that is into Jeremy. Yeah. I'll be honest, I did not notice that even on like the second watch here. So Me neither. I'm glad he caught on to that. Yeah, Will is our is our detail-oriented king. That's why oh, that's no. why he does the math. He needs to make sure everything <laughs> lines up. Whereas now you know we proofread things like as calm people, but we don't we don't like we're not as detail-oriented in in like the the specific of like the more audio like I don't know. This analogy is not going anywhere, but it's okay. I get what you're doing. I, I'm picking up what you're throwing down, so to speak. Somehow this connects uh, to math and will excel. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Candace wants to break those two up, and so she runs towards the lift, gets on the same one as Vanessa, who makes her uh, next appearance quite soon. Yeah. And both are seeming to be commiserating over uh, their brothers and dad, respectively. Yeah. So I watched, did you, either of you watch the Phineas and Ferb movie from this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did not know or remember that Candace and Vanessa were friends. And like, I know they have Mm. busted together, but I always thought that was two sides of a different story. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. But so when they were friends in that movie, I was like, okay, when we do this rewatch, I want to focus on their relationship. So I thought this was a nice little introduction for the two of them. And mm-hmm. also I thought it was hilarious that Candace tied herself on the seatbelt. And then uh, right when they got to the top of the mountain as well, and then spins around. Yeah, what yeah. was that necessary? Couldn't she have just like buckled herself up? And if she wanted yeah, to make it tighter, I... do the thing, why did she have to like tie it up and make it so much difficult for herself? Yeah, I, I have that written down too. I, I had no idea why uh, why she you know, she took she took a seatbelt that already had a buckle on it and decided to tie a bow out of it, uh, which is very very. Uh, and she was at the top of the mountain at that point. Like, just brace yeah. yourself for a few more seconds. But also, I can't put myself in that position. I wasn't there. I wasn't scared. So maybe maybe she just like had an anxiety moment and needed to feel secure, and then she went down. So. Yeah, well, that bites her in the ass, and she ends up going back down to the bottom or the foot of the hill. Um, and uh, that's when we get our cue for the Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated segment. And um, the lair is very uh, not conspicuous at all. There's huge blaring signs saying, um, do not enter in Doofenshmirtz secret hideout. And on the door, there's actually a picture of Perry the Platypus, and it's just like crossed out saying that he's not allowed to go in. Um, uh, but Doof has the trap plan to crush Perry with a grand piano. And the funny part is, is that the piano player is sitting on top as like hanging on there. It was really, really cute. But what did yeah. you guys think? I, I love the little 
planning. Um, obviously, he got thwarted and then says he needs to fire the maid in a few seconds after that. But I mm-hmm. love the like detail. But poor piano player, like he's gonna drop from not a not a. It's not like a huge fall, but that's at least like six, seven, eight feet. So uh, he says that it's a genius plan, and then he turns and sees that Perry is right behind him, and he totally bypassed the uh, his tr- uh, trap. Um, and then there's he does the voice memo to like go and fire his maid for tomorrow as his evil plan. Uh, by the way, the last reference to Nancy. We will never hear about Nancy ever again after this episode. Poor Nancy. Um, you get fired then. Yeah, because justice I for Nancy. Should have locked the back door. Yeah, I guess. Well, also, maybe he was also trying to cut costs. Like, he doesn't need a maid. <laughs> True. Yeah. He can do his own cleaning. Well, Perry he takes out a... afford a maid anymore. <laughs> That's not a part of the spousal agreement in yeah. court. Um, so Perry takes out a gadget, but Duke covers him in what I thought initially was mud, but it turns out it's super, like, quick-hardening chocolate, which is his own secret recipe to get Perry to not move. And then he goes about telling um, Perry about his evil plan for this episode. And he brings out the Schmerzograph, I believe. Yeah, the, the, the very funny gag when uh, it, it was like a really subtle line that made me laugh a lot. When mm-hmm. you know, Perry comes in, he gets covered in the chocolate uh, and Doofenshmirtz is like, don't worry, it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was mud at first, even though I remember yeah. the chocolates, but like when, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's mud, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll get to it later. But one of my favorite was like, he ate your own hiney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also like on the graph how um, when he's talking about how his popularity has fallen, it goes from low to lower to ouch. <laughs> yeah. And I love that he explains everything. He's like, okay, so you heard about my popularity. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to work on my different sports accent still, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Will had a pretty decent. Oh, Will's one. Will's is good. Yeah, so, some of it I can do. Some some of it I have to yell to be able to do. Uh, yeah. So I, I I'm trying to get better at doing it without yelling. I can do the classic lines better than I can do like these like throwaway lines that mm-hmm. I want to quote, but mm-hmm. um like oh Patty the platypus, <laughs> like that was that's better than what I just did earlier. But Will's is far superior yeah um, working working on it yeah. yeah well doof outlines his evil plan and his plan is to win people over in the tri-state area by recreating chocolate in his own image because as we all know everyone loves chocolate um so he's planning on using the meltinator six five thousand <laughs> um, <laughs> to uh, create the best confection in the tri-state area. And I will say uh, in the segment where it was showing him doing, uh, putting together the chocolate, the secret ingredient is fish. It's fit. It's, it's whole fish. What, what the <laughs> heck, my like man? Several full uncut fish. I was, yeah, and I was uh, I, yeah, and uh, that's why he needed all those laser pointers, all 18,000 of them, was so that he could power his meltinator. Do, also, la- do laser pointers have enough power to melt something combine, like that? But my biggest I think, concern- I think if you have 18,000 of them, maybe. My biggest concern was that the chocolate melts and goes into the sewers. I would not yeah, want that chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Even, like, I could, maybe I'd have some fishy chocolate, but I would not have sewer chocolate. No. 
And when he goes to uh, talk to Perry about it, and obviously he's not reacting because he's, uh, as far as we know, encased in the chocolate, he goes over the plan again. And then we cut mm -hmm. back to Candace trying to bust the, or going up to the mount, top of the hill to catch Jeremy and Dee Dee. And she tries snowshoeing, but she has like tennis rackets and it's not like actual snowshoeing at all. Um, and she sinks but, into the thing and some kid runs over her. Yeah, which is really sad. But she is able to figure out a way to get up there by getting Buford to, to pull her up on a toboggan. My absolute king, King Buford. Yeah. It's very and, like like uh, like How the Grinch Stole Christmas vibes. Oh, where, but instead of like, Max, like it's like... Yeah, instead of Max pulling this sled, it's, it's yeah. Buford. That was some animal abuse that um, the Grinch was all about. Oh, definitely. Max was also uh, uh, underappreciated. Very much so. Um, all right. Uh, well, we cut back to Do finishing his explanation again to Perry, and Perry is still not responsive. So then Doof is like, F it, I'm going to carry on with my evil plan. And he tries to like, uh do what he tries to do is that he wants to melt the world's biggest chocolate bar that's heading to the smithsonian museum and the chocolate is just out there in the truck it's not even like in a contained sort of cooler <laughs> thing it's just out in the open in the middle of summer yeah uh, yeah if the laser's not gonna melt it the sun might as well <laughs> right yeah not a whole lot of sense being made, but I, I guess good on Doofenshmirtz for tracking all that down, I guess. I mean, he gets a W for that, but everything else <laughs> just does not make sense. Um, so he tries to, uh, he wants to melt it, but Perry's not responding. And I guess, as you mentioned before, Will, that he's just doing this because he's bored. I guess he's bored that he Perry's not really doing anything and letting him essentially get away with it as far as he knows anyway. Like um, that's relatable though. Like you want an audience when you're going to be a hot mess. <laughs> like <laughs> I would want an audience yeah. if I had a, a plan and I wanted people to like that. Why do you think I have so many podcasts? It's because I love attention. <laughs> and I think Jewish Wars love his attention too. Yes. Um, and my hot mess of trying to get through this episode, I have an audience for that too right no, now. No, so this is not right. a hot mess. This is a phenomenal time. Like, this, is a, this is a cold mess. It's winter. Oh, yes. But, uh, winter. <laughs> honestly, but if people don't like it, then they can go find another podcast because I'm having a blast. I am having a blast. All right. But also, well, uh, also stay here, though. Yes, uh. stay here. But also, my feelings are more important than the people who don't like this. All right, well, uh, Doofenshmirtz has enough and he says it's rude not to participate in some countries to Perry. And that's when Perry comes out of nowhere and kicks Doofenshmirtz's butt. Um, and it turns out, as we mentioned earlier, he ate his own butt yep. in the chocolate, which is a whole other thing that we probably- Perry the platypus eats ass. Whoa! <laughs> his, his, Whoa. Own, his own ass. <laughs> So I, I I forgot to bring this up in the pre-show, but I feel like we we didn't establish are we like going clean or for like children who find this? But no, okay. From now on, we're gonna be explicit tagged. Uh, no, if 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 you need to 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 bleep me out saying saying the word ass, no. I, I guess now I've said it about three times. That's fine. No, not even that. It's like the content of the message. Mm. <laughs> but no, I, I no, we're gonna be authentically ourselves. <laughs> and children, skip ahead for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, give them. I the have to put, put like a like a content I'll put warning a disclaimer, right before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, Doof realizes, oh, I should probably like actually go through with my evil plan now and not just wait. And so he tries to like struggle to get his plan to work, but Perry pulls a lever, which causes Doof to aim the laser instead of the chocolate that's being taken to the Smithsonian Museum. It ends up being Linda's car that he ends up aiming it at, um, which ends up melting her tires <laughs> as on their way back from the antique store. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's another like the the thing that stood out to me there was like how did it only only melt the tires but not like other things in the car? I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I, and I, I I know like rubber will melt at a lower temperature than metal will, but like how did how did, I I don't know. Maybe maybe he he somehow aimed it to where it hit all four of the tires but nothing else. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not going to question this too much. Well, we did establish that these are the weaker laser pointers, so maybe that yeah. had something to do with it. Yes, and also I love that she was like, well, good thing we bought our four spare tires at the antique shop. Like, that's a choice. Yes. Um, you never you never know when you're going to need four spare tires. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the next part, I do want to say that I really like, in terms of this episode, that our different like the the coincidences between the two storylines and how everything gets taken away isn't because of the innator this time it's because of like yeah. a power outage that he causes and so they're still related but i like mm-hmm. the fact that because i was expecting oh the episode's already going to end and he's going to melt all the snow because that's a much easier mm-hmm. solve but i think they went the further step for like kids to not be able to guess what happens yeah this, this was and and we'll get into this maybe later when we talk about our our innator rankings but this was my favorite thing about this episode was, uh, you know, we talk about subverting expectations where like, okay, the whole, we've established that almost all of the time, Phineas and Ferb's plan goes away because of the innator. So like, oh, they, they made a bunch of snow and Doofenshmirtz has something that's going to melt things. So it's very obvious that this, this thing that's going to melt things is going to melt all the snow. Uh, and then it just doesn't, <laughs> which, which I, I loved a great deal. Same. I, I love that so much. Um. All right. So uh, cutting back to Candace, she finally gets to the top of the hill and like as like a thank you, I guess, to Buford, she like tosses him like a dog treat and he eats it, yeah. which is kind of gross. I don't know. Uh, I've never eaten a dog treat. I don't know if you guys have. But Me neither. But... I, I have not. All right. Um, but uh, Candace sees uh jeremy and dd chatting and she attempts to go to break that up but she ends up slipping on the ice that's there and ends up falling off the mountain again mm-hmm. um into the ice fishing pond and one of the ice fishers there cat like catches her and then i guess his boss is like eh, send her back in she's too scrawny and she, yeah. he kicks the ice i'm like wow that is some body shaming on the, the ice <laughs> fisherman's person yeah, so then he ends up uh, pushing Candace back towards the hill, and Jeremy is complimenting Dee Dee, and that causes her to melt the ice cube that she's in ta- like entrapped in with rage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then around the same time, the boys show up in their snowboard, Phineas and Ferb, which they and were not she- strapped into with their feet. Like I was like, do these people not know how snowboards work? You can't like jump out of them. You have to be like locked in, but. They didn't care about safety. They chose chaos today. 
Yeah, and somehow Candace gets caught up in it, and at one point she's even on Ferb's shoulders. Yeah, they the run into thing. her, right? And then they do tricks, and then my favorite mm-hmm. was when she was holding under the board, and they like look over, and it's like, oh, hi, Candace. <laughs> yeah, my favorite was when they were going into the bobsled sort of yeah. too, and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, hi, Bob, 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 Bob. <laughs> yeah, they're maybe Lolo Jones was there. <laughs> <laughs> and Polly Calafiore. Oh, no. Not Polly Calafiore. Then we definitely need the explicit tag. (laughs) Speaking of staying clean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after all these tricks, they conveniently land on the podium for the snow uh, boarding competition and they're in first place. Um, And I guess it works out that they won first place. So, hey, good on them. And so Jeremy goes up to Candace and compliments her too and then introduces her to uh, D.D., and at first, Candace is pretty uh, not feeling it. But then, as we've talked about before, it's revealed that uh, Dee Dee is a surf or a snowboarder. Yeah, she was, I don't remember the quote exactly, but she's like, yes, I would like to meet this Dee Dee. Well, uh, their parents are back and uh, Candace is excited saying that this is going to be the best day ever. However, uh, Linda and Lawrence are taking their sweet time because they need to take their antique Austrian like antique clock back to the house. and like, The cuckoo clock. It. Yeah, and it, it looked very uh, heavy. I don't know why it yeah, this, get a heavy clock this, like that. This was the, the one thing I have on, on the Gaslight Watch for this episode. Is they are so slow when they're carrying this clock. Um, yeah. which, which is sort of the, the recurring thing that's that's going to be in most of these uh candace gaslight watches is it's just how slow they move yeah and this time she brings lawrence too uh i forgot to mention this quote at the start of the episode with the snow cone machine but i love that he was like you do this you do this and then bob's your uncle because that's like how people are like there there it <laughs> is in the uk and i love that little touch um bob's your uncle yeah yeah but meanwhile, Doofenshmirtz has uh, trapped Perry again and goes in to plug the Meltinator uh, 6500 or 5000, um, which ends up, as we've talked about before, uh, taking out the power in the entire tri-state area. And since the power is out, that means the fans aren't working, which means the snow is melting for Swinter, um, which ends up becoming the part where the cleanup process is happening as Candace is trying to bust her brothers. Um, mm-hmm. So um, everyone's pretty bummed out that the snow has melted. But then Isabella says, oh, you know, my mom made hot chocolate. So we can go and do that. And everyone's happy again. And then they leave the backyard. Um, however, Candace is uh, up at the front. So she doesn't see the whole uh, hill of snow melting. So she's like still very excited to bust her brothers and uh-huh. she has no idea what's coming so B-U-S-T-E-D, they are busted sorry you said busted <laughs> and i got i got excited yeah i can't wait for that episode by the way i can't wait Same. to talk about it. um so the parents are done hauling the antique uh clock inside which looks very heavy and they put it on the thing um and then they finally go to the backyard to um see what's up only to find that it's just the boys with their snow cone machine and <laughs> Candace yeah. is not pleased. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And I feel bad for Candace, but I, I think this one is so mild that I think they're, the boys are fine. The, she doesn't need to like complain about the boys. I think sometimes she's justified and she just wants attention as well. Like speaking of people who love attention, me, Doofenshmirtz, Candace, 
Um, <laughs> I, I relate to them, but I think at this point, I don't think she needed to catch Phineas and Ferb. I think if they're actually being dangerous, then she should 100% be there. Okay. Yeah, I will say that there are like still remnants of Swinter around, like there are patches of snow in the backyard that you can yeah. see um also the all the snow like melts like just leaves the backyard and that includes all the fans like are they gonna get them back i don't know yeah no i think i mean i I mean maybe maybe they were crowdsourced fans the the people who brought the fans they they took them with them to go to get the hot chocolate and i really feel for for the neighbors the finney's and ferb though because everything always ends up in their backyard i feel like because the the fans all slid away and then even though it melts, like they probably just grabbed everyone's fans and took them home. But I feel bad that they're for any of the neighbors that like get a mess afterwards that have to be cleaned up because they it's not in their backyard anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Phineas offers Candace a snow cone, which she uh, proceeds to shove her face in because she's very upset that she wasn't able to bust her brothers. And then Perry shows up. Oh, there's Perry. And then the episode ends. Yeah, and at some point in here, uh, uh, they're telling Lawrence about Swinter, and he's like, "Well, I w- I would call it warmer." Yeah, no, they uh, do that a few times. Which is sort of a callback to at, at the at the end of the Swinter song, Phineas is like, "Well, some people call it warmer." Yeah, Swinter is better. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Swinter is one hundred percent better. I just found this out um, on the wiki that. Jeremy and Belgeet apparently are in the crowd for the the award, like the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there was like a little bit of a goof that they were in the crowd at one point, but then next to the presentation stand. And then also apparently creating Swinter is one of the goals in the Phineas and Ferb video game and the object of the online game, Snow Problem, S apostrophe N-O problem. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so is there anything else that we didn't cover in this episode yet? Um, I, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think we've covered everything. So I guess we can move on to the rankings. Um, we, I do have a listener feedback question that we got in through email. Yes, so do sure. you want to cover that now or after? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that first. Let's do any questions that we got. All right. So uh, this one is from Giovanni. And he emailed us at whatyoudoinpod at gmail.com. And he asks us, how do you feel about the Phineas and Ferb pairing? Would it still be possible to take place in 2021? Now, this is something that's a bit more, uh, we'll talk about later on in our run. Um, Mm -hmm. But let's, why not touch on it now when we can sort of track their relationship as we go through the episodes here. Yeah, so Will brought up some information in the pre-show when we were discussing uh the ages of certain characters so do you want to share that here will yeah so i'm i'm looking at the at the wiki right now because i i I guess the the biggest thing that that really um informs whether or not this relationship is okay is is the the age difference uh so so according to the wiki they are are six years apart in age um, so, so I, there, there's a very big difference between a, a six years apart in age whenever they're, uh, say 16 and 22 versus like 25 and 31. Uh, so I think that's, that's a big, a big part of it. Um, 
I, I know that I, I don't think I've seen the actual episode, but I think I know they, they show like in, in the future, they are like officially a couple. Um, but, but that's, that's several years in the future to where, where I don't know what ages they are at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think like Navi said, there's something it's setting to track in the future, but we'll, we'll, we'll look into it and we'll get back to you. This is probably going to be a Mm -hmm. series long discussion point, not just season discussion point for us here on the podcast. And thank you for your question, Giovanni. It means a lot to us. Um, and I don't think this is necessarily counts as a question, but we also got some Twitter interactions and I want to shout, uh, Jay out, Jay Manji underscore on Twitter. And also their cat, Vinny, um, they were interacting with us on Twitter. And we just want to say that we love all the support, continue to interact with us. And we'll discuss anything, everything, Phineas and Ferb or life uh, that you want us to talk about here on this podcast. Um, yeah, as by the number of uh, non sequiturs that we went on. This exactly. And just to give everyone an update, the Doofenshmirtz Tinder account, I still need submissions for ideas to put, to put on it. Um, Doofenshmirtz did not get back to my Instagram message. And uh, Doofenshmirtz did not respond to our tweet where we called him a daddy. Um, <laughs> uh, but otherwise, we're thriving here. So, Will, do you want to take us through some of our regular segments? Uh, yeah, let's let's go into the into the rankings and the things we're we're tracking for this week. Um, so let me let me pull up the spreadsheet. Uh, so so we got we got no backstories this week. Um, and like like we said earlier, we we have a a and by I mean again. Uh, and and my favorite one so far is and by uncanny I mean completely canny. Um, yeah. We had that uh, Isabella got the got her milking badge. Yes, and I ranked that. I said the milking badge is above aquatic safety because aquatic safety seems like something you would actually do in uh, like Cub Scouts or Girl Scouts. I feel like mm-hmm. the milking is maybe some people do it, but I feel like that's more unique, and that's why I ranked it higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ranked it higher as well, mainly for the squeeze and pull it, squeeze and pull it, squeeze and pull. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Um, I, I don't know if I'm keeping track of ranking the badges or if I just typed it in. I don't remember what Up we to you. If I were to rank them, if I were to rank them, I would definitely put the milking badge above the aquatic safety badge. Yeah, we only have two so far. So if you want to hop in, it's probably not that hard. But if it, um, you you don't need to. Like, it's just can be something me and Navi do. Or yeah, I mean, it, at least with the backstories and the the and by I means, I I think I'm just putting yeah. like, putting them in the order that they happened. Yeah, and you're um, you're doing by I means, and I I'm not doing that one. So it's like we're yeah. we're, we're a flexible crowd. We do yeah. we each have our own little things, and we all do the big things. Yeah, I mean, I don't even use a spreadsheet. I just notes go app? off of my notes app, or is in this case, I'm going off of like memory because I'm like I can't read my notes app right now. Yeah, no, I have a notes app that I also use for like in terms of writing down anything that I need to put in the episode or edit out. Like, mm-hmm. I put in that I have to put a disclaimer at the top. You might have heard me typing that at one point, but mm-hmm. after Will's comment, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just use that notes app, and it's just under Phineas and Ferb. Um, uh, so let's let's get into. I think the uh, I know what we're gonna do today. Rankings. Let's do okay. that first this time. So should... uh, so so putting in the idea of Swinter and the cattle drive into into the rankings of of uh, the thing that Phineas and Ferb do. So I have mine ready. If I if you want me to go first, I don't sure. care. Um, so 
just to remind everyone, currently at my top was Beach, and currently at the bottom was Mount Rushmore, and everything else was in between. I'm mm-hmm. gonna put Swinter at number two. Um, I think that was the most fun since Beach, but I think I'd rather do a Beach day than a Swinter day because mm-hmm. the ice is still gonna be cold. the The snow mm-hmm. is still gonna be cold, whereas the beach is just fun. I also think the activities at the beach are more my jam than like skiing and snowboarding and snowshoeing. Um, and then in terms of the cows, I put it at number four below roller coaster, Swinter and beach, but above race car and Mount Rushmore. And I think I put that there a, because it's not really a planned activity. So I didn't want to put it at the tippity top, but also B I think I'd rather go on a roller coaster than ride cows and horses. Mm-hmm. But, um, Maybe I would rather do a race car than ride the cows, but I think the cows in the mall sell it for me more. Yeah, what what you said is exa- is exactly what I exactly the same as my order, uh, and for the same reasons. I think I think Swinter is a very fun idea, uh, and more fun than a roller coaster. Um, but and unique but too. The fact that it's cold, it's not it's not passing up the beach for me. Yeah, and then for me, the cows also. I think the thing that I, in my mind I said is that. Maybe just in general, riding cows would be lower than the race car, but riding cows in a mall, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Navi, what do you have? All right. Well, number one, I do have Swinter, mainly because I'm like the type of person who like, I will complain if something's not like right now it's winter. So I'm complaining, why isn't it summer? But when it's summer, I'm like, it's too hot. It's too humid. It's too sticky. There's too many mosquitoes. I wish it was uh-huh. winter. So yeah. I put Swinter number one for me. Uh, number two is beach. Number three is race car, because even though it's loud, at least I'm just sitting there and I can bring my book and like just uh-huh. read it. Uh, number four were the cows. Um, I probably wouldn't go herding cows per se. I, I'm actually uh, back in India. My family are a bunch of uh, cattle farmers and bison farmers. So uh, that kind of, uh, I appreciate it from that aspect, but uh, having been around co- cows and bulls and uh, bison from my one visit in India, I'm like, eh, I'm good. Also, yeah, they probably smell. Maybe I would. Oh, yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm gonna move. yeah, cows in the mall. Maybe I'd change my mind. I think I'm, as much as I love the escalator sound, we'll get to that. I think what I'd rather do, I'd rather drive the race car at this point. So I'm going to switch it. Navi convinced me. Yes, you're welcome. And uh, last, we have roller coasters because we all know my feelings on roller coasters. Yeah, but what about Mount Rushmore? Where oh, do you have Mount that? Rushmore. I'd rather go to Mount Rushmore than go on a roller coaster. Okay, I think I'd rather do cows than Mount Rushmore. Navi, Navi is famously anti-roller coaster. True, 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 true. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, I had something to add about based on what Navi said. Oh, the the most beneficial part about Swinter for me would be the no mosquitoes. Yes, that is that, really that, bad yeah. in uh, Manitoba, especially. So not having the skeeters around would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will, where are we going next? Uh, let's go to the innators. Okay. Uh, let's let's rank the innators. Who wants to go first? Uh, so I can I can I, I I know you all have have uh, maybe different opinions than I do on on whether or not it has to be an innator to get good points on the innators list. Um, so I have. I, I put the termite controlling helmet in at number three. Okay. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's in between the destructinator and the deflatinator ray for me. Um, I, th- I think a lot of, of like, it, it gets a lot of points for me because of the Doofenshmirtz aluminum siding jingle. Um, I, I think the aluminum siding plan is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have that at number three. 
Uh, and then I have I have the Meltonator six five thousand at at number one. Uh, I the almost solely for the uh, the subversion of of the fact that it didn't melt the snow. It was the fact that it plugged in and took out the power that melted all the snow. Uh, that that's uh, been my my favorite of of Doofenshmirtz. Especially when the name is the Meltonator as well. Yeah, and it's got the name. It's, see, I I think Inator gets. A few points for me. It's not like a requirement to be a good thing, uh, but it does. It does have the name that gives it gives it some points for me. Okay, Navi, what about you? So I also put Meltonator at number one, uh, not just because of the Inator aspect, but Will mentioned that the plan was probably the most interesting uh, mm -hmm. from like a sort of and how it all kind of comes together with the other uh, uh, A and B stories. Um, as for the the termite helmet thingy, that's like second to last for me. Uh, magnifying magnetism or whatever the hell it's called is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just did not care for the plan. I did not care for the name. So those are my rankings. Uh, Meltonator at number one, and then the the termite helmet second to last. Yeah, no, so you did a lot of convincing for me because at first I put these at four and five only above the magnetism magnifier. But then I'm like, I, I did not remember what the destructor, I still don't remember what the destructinator does. And that was, was my number one. It's, it's the thing that, that breaks the nose. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see, I don't remember it by name. So no. that's a little, and the deflatinator, it took me a minute. I remember the drill. So mm -hmm. I think I'm actually going to move these both. As much as I hate the fact that the termite controlling helmet does not have a name, I remember the termite controlling helmet. Um, mm -hmm. I can remember the visual. I've seen I that also image. I think the, the termite controlling helmet might be the most impressive technology so far. Yes, yeah. it's very Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the other things are, are very like, okay, it's gonna get something very hot or it's just gonna yeah. crush this thing or it's gonna drill through something. But this is like actually dealing with biology and, and mind control, which, which, which is like a yeah, whole other and, thing. That's, yeah. that's, it's a lot of points for me. No, I agree 100%. And I also think you sold me on the fact that it can also be a little bit about the story and the purpose. Like at first I was just ranking them based on what the gadget does and what it's called. Mm -hmm. But I think the the Meltonator, because of like the absurdity of the story should be number one. Whereas like the Destructinator, while I love the gnomes, that's more of the backstory that I remember than like the what his goal was. Um, so I think I'm going to have Meltonator 65,000, at number one and then the termite controlling helmet at number two so it jumped um i still think it needed like maybe the termite denator or something like that would have been better um mm -hmm. but and then destructinator deflatinator drillinator and then magnetism magnifier is number six um go. and then also i guess at this point we can mention there's no doof backstory so gnomes remains at the top yeah we had had no backstory this week uh so what about the songs this one i went i went back and forth like i i knew where they would kind of generally fall but i went back and forth on on the specifics of where these things where these things would land yeah so um the songs uh just to remind everyone my current list was perry the platypus at number one then the theme song then backyard beach go phineas of ferb uh go phineas go and then she's candace so yeah, so so we have we have two songs this week one of them uh, or I, uh, unless you want to count in the mall and on the trail as two I have them. Songs. I have a reason for why I want to include both of them. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I am adding 
in the mall slash on the trail as as one item yeah. and then the switch. i guess i'll go first since i have three to add and that's sure. the most um mm-hmm. so in the mall it's been very hard because i think it's more memorable to me than perry the platypus as like an image but i think the perry the platypus one is slightly more iconic uh-huh. if that makes sense because and i think that's more i don't know i can be convinced but right now i have in the mall at number two perry the platypus at number one but i can be easily swayed and then I have Swinter at number four, just below theme song, because it's a sleeper hit. And I almost wanted to put it above theme song, but the theme song also has the like iconicness that the Swinter doesn't as much. Like I feel like everyone knows the theme song, even if they don't watch Vinny and Superb. Uh-huh. And then I had On the Road at five. I think it's more catchy than Backyard Beach, but I don't think the lyrics stand out as much as Swinter. So that's where I put it. But if I were to cut On the Road, then it would go next to in the mall yeah i so i i um i like in the mall and on the trail a lot especially my my favorite thing about the song is um so so in the on the trail version the cows are singing and do this but in the in the mall version isabella sings and does this but like like sort of like harmonizes a little bit where yeah. like they, they sing in the mall on the on the melody and then it's like in the mall on like a on like a third above it uh which which i i love that line every time it's very very catchy to me yeah uh, so these these two songs for me um i knew they were gonna be above the theme song but below the perry the platypus theme song for me that's that's where they both landed and i was in between uh, which one's going to be number two, which one's going to be number three. And I went went back and forth for a while. Um, and I, I decided on having In the Mall at number two, just because of how much that song gets stuck in my head. But I, I think I'm factoring like re-listenability a lot into this. And and that's the one that like is is catchier to me. So I, I love this winter song. And I, I have that one above the, the theme song. Yeah, sorry if you heard my phone buzzing. My dad was asking me um, if he should start cooking at nine twenty one, but we eat late. Never a bad time to start cooking. Yes, what's cooking? <laughs> um, Navi, what about you? Where do you have everything? All right, so number one is still Perry the Platypus. Number two, I have Swinter because I it just stuck in my head from all the promos and adverts from uh, uh, on Family Channel. Uh, plus, I do remember all the lyrics, and maybe just because where I live, I, I'm prone to talk about Swinter more often. Um, number three, I have the theme song. Number four, I have In the Mall. I know I'm lower on it than you two. I still really love the song. I always think about it whenever I'm on an escalator in the mall. Uh-huh. Um, but it, I, I just think the, the top three are more like they hit more for me personally than In the mm-hmm. Mall. And then after that is Backyard Beach. Um, and then from there, the list is pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I also really like the, they rhyme uh, up and down the escalators with, I've got a hankering for potatoes. Yeah. No, <laughs> this is I a love very that. Very funny line to me. Um, um, okay. Are, I just want to say, I don't think the... we'll, oh. Sorry, go ahead. I, I just want to say, I don't think we'll ever hit the lows of She's Candace uh, yeah, I, at this I, point. I mean, unless there's a song that I'm not remembering or, or an episode I'm not remembering, it's, I think it's going to be hard to get a, 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 a lower song than She's Candace and a lower episode than Candace Loses Her Head. 
I disagree with that, but I think go go Phineas for uh, go I mean, Phineas I, I, go. I guess, is, I guess we'll we'll see when we get there. Yeah, I think go Phineas go is also going to be like always is going to be second to last as well. I think we mm-hmm. everything else is at least as iconic or memorable or mm-hmm. catchy because then I feel like they get they learn more about the songs and they they can grow. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so. we've made it to the episode rankings. Where are these episodes fitting into into our rankings? Why don't you go first, Will? Since sure. Um, so um, here's here's the thing. I I really loved both of these episodes. I almost put both of these as as my top two. Um, but I I have Swinter at number three, right behind Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror, and and the reason for that is, um, I kind of didn't. There, there's some things in the, that Candace does in this episode that I that I I don't like as much. Um, or I, I I think Swinter and um, Lawn Gnome Beach Party of Terror they're very similar from Candace's perspective. Like mm-hmm. she's trying to bust them, but she also sort of likes what's going on because she can hang out with Jeremy, uh, and and she ends up being like somewhat happy by the end of the episode. I I I, I really am not a fan of jealous candace um yeah. and and that, that, that's that's kind of why why swinter is a little bit lower for me is is like um it, it's like i understand where where she's coming from and and like what her character i i mean she's she's a teenage girl who is very in love with this boy of course she's gonna be jealous but like it, it's it's a little bit i don't know if cringy is the right word um but it, it, it some of it can be uncomfortable to watch uh, but I mean, not so uncomfortable to watch that I have it below. I, I still have this episode as my number three episode. Yeah. Uh, and then I have, I have Magnificent View as my, as my number one so far. Okay. Navi, do you want to go or should I go? Uh, yeah, you can go first. Okay. So at number one, I will, uh, before this episode, I had Nom, Gnome Lawn Beach Party of Terror. Still a mouthful to say. Um, number two, I had Candace loses her head. Number three, I had roller coaster, and then number four, I had the Fast and the Fear- Phineas. Um, at number two, I put Swinter. A lot of what Will's saying um, rang true that I like these episodes that are different, and Candace isn't focused a ton on busting them. I will say, for me, the detraction was more like at the end of Lawn Gnome Beach Party. Uh, she was very upset that Linda came home, but mm-hmm. at this one, she was like, there was like this jarring quality of the episode that she was doing her own thing she had met Dee, Dee and then all of a sudden we go back and candace like the thing is rushing away and she's like mom 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 i felt like that was a very jarring transition mm-hmm. that we hadn't really like felt for most of the episode um so that's why it was lower than me i i, I like candace loses her head i think it was um one of the more memorable episodes for me even though and i think it's a better premiere than roller coaster because phineas is much more likable but mm-hmm. I then had the Magnificent Few at four. And I don't know, maybe it was like the lack of a, a planned activity or the fact that I had to take notes. So I was like not able to invest more in the story and had to like be more detailed. And I, I'm mm-hmm. curious to hear what Navi thinks of Swinter for that. But uh, just I felt like I was always just taking notes instead of like sitting down and enjoying the episode. And then the times that I was able to enjoy like the scary wolf puppet, 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why I have the Magnificent Few and the song enough wasn't enough to save it for me, but... Uh, I think it has the best dupe insurance storyline so far. 
Actually, no, I lie. Swinter has the best one. But the, the I mean, one. Yeah, that's also a big part of, I, I forgot to mention why Magnificent Few is so high for me. It's the first time we see Vanessa. Yes. That's, that's big points. Big, big Vanessa Sand. Um, Nabi, what's up with you? What's your rankings? So uh, you both have a Beach Party at number one. I actually have Swinter at number one. No, that's I, totally fine. Yeah, because I really like the idea of Swinter. Um, like I said before, I tend to like flip flop, like whenever it's summer, I wish it was winter and vice versa. So that sort of rung true for me. Plus, like in general, I don't do well in the heat despite the fact that I look like this. Um, so I I really appreciated that aspect. Um, uh, number two, I do have a beach party, gnome catastrophe, whatever the hell, <laughs> the mouthful of an episode. Um, number three, I have uh, the Magnificent View. Um, just for this, uh, I think the music in that episode was really good. I found the gag in the store was really good. Um, Candace like falling down the cliff was hilarious mm-hmm. even though she got hurt um, and like you said the Vanessa factor was like a, a big selling point as well um, number four I have roller coaster um, number three I have a race car and then number or number number five I have race car and then number six I have uh, Mount Rushmore because that okay. was just it's a snoozer of an episode for me no that's totally fair um I, I I would love to find out, like, even though we're doing our thing separately, I would love to kind of see what the average of our rankings are to see what, as like, where we can, I don't know if we need to add point values to everything, but even like golf scores, like see what the highest mm. average one. Like, yeah, if yeah I have, definitely. I, I will look into that. Um, look at, look at like Excel sheets, uh, but everyone's average placement for every episode. Yeah, yeah for sure. Definitely do that. Um, but do we have anything else to rank today? I think that's all the rankings. Uh, so, so next week, uh, we're talking about the two episodes are "Are You My Mummy" and "Flop Stars," uh, which Ooh. "Flop Stars" by itself is already gonna add like four or five things to the song ranking. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. an episode I'm very excited about. Where's my mummy? I vaguely remember, but "Flop Stars" like "Gitchy Gitchy Goo" is on was on my iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's how much it bo- It was a bop. Um, but yeah, so that's what's coming up next. Uh, anyone have any plugs? Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. So, so uh, you can you can hear me once a week on on the podcast. Everyone and their brother. Uh, what did we talk about this last week? Um, oh, we, we we sort of gave a little bit of talk about about some some football that was going on and and all of the like stock market business. Oh, GameStop. It's like yeah, so so not quite the the Doofenshmirtz stock of what's high and what's low, but uh, <laughs> and what's ouch. Yeah, yeah. Right now, GameStop is not ouch. It seems. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like <laughs> if if there was a modern Phineas and Ferb episode, they would be crashing the stuff like cracking into the stock market codes i feel like mm-hmm. that's something they could do for the adults um anything else on your end yeah, so, so that i mean that that podcast you can, you can follow us at eatb podcast or you can just follow me i'm at davis comma will on yes on most social media. and will do you have anything that you're watching besides Phineas and ferb that you want people to check out or like plug like what, what's going on in your pop culture sphere i like doing um that. well i i just i just finished uh a king of the hill last week after my nearly year-long rewatch, uh, I, I think I'm jumping back into Top Chef. Uh, okay. So I, I uh, had never seen Top Chef until about a year ago, whenever 
uh, we, we first started lockdown things. Uh, and since then I've watched you know, 10 or 12 seasons of Top Chef. Uh, so I'm trying to, trying to watch all the Top Chef. Sounds good. Navi, what about you? What do you have going on? Well, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cause I'm Navi. Um, as for other podcasts or things that I'm doing, I do have stuff coming up down the pipeline later this month. So I'll keep you posted mm-hmm. on that. Uh, but for now, I'll just leave you with that teaser. Also, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, another uh, fellow Rewatch podcast, the Nathan For Us podcast by Megan and Kelly. They mm. recently shouted us out um, our podcast on their on their podcast. So I figured I would shout them out on our podcast as well to return the favor. So We're if you're into Nathan, energy. yeah, if you're into Nathan For You, definitely check out Nathan For Us. It's a really fun uh, rewatch podcast. They also do Cool Girls Look at Explosions, which is uh, uh, Kelly and Megan uh, talking about action movies. So if that's Ooh. up your alley, I would check that one out as well. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me in terms of uh, plugs and where you can find me. So Philippe, all yours. Shouts to Nathan for us, both on Twitter and in the in the podcasting game, giving us shout outs. Um, before I do my plugs, Navi, what are you watching? Like, or what's something oh. that what's something that you want to pop culture sphere? Ooh, um, well, I finally got around to watching the uh, Queen's Gambit. Okay. I know I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm always. Like, I still 10- haven't watched it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm always like oh, ten years late to the party on this kind of stuff, but I've been really enjoying it so far. Um, I've also been doing a rewatch of Survivor South Africa season five. Oh, no spoilers. I'm a few, I'm a few episodes behind, but I want to listen to that podcast. So I, I, but yes, go on. Keep going. Yeah. Um, cause, uh, Shannon Gus and Mike Bloom are covering it on RHAP. So I've been watching along with that. I've also been, uh, watching along with, the um, Ang in there and doing the Avatar oh. rewatch podcast. Um, this is honestly like the most rewatching I've done. I don't typically rewatch um, seasons or of shows and all that, but I'm doing it now because there's nothing else to do and there's so many podcasts uh-huh. that I want to like get in on. So I'm like, I should watch the show just to listen to the podcast. So that's my life at this point. But- no, I feel that. Um, like I, I paused on my NGOG, not my NG, my new girl rewatch, which also mostly a first watch because I only saw season one live. But mm-hmm. I paused on that because I got into a few episodes of season two and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. let me wait for them to catch up a little bit. Um, uh-huh. But NGOG, I'm listening to. Uh, and then also Ingen there, I'm watching the show as well. I'm a little ahead of them too, but I also had just finished pausing so they could catch up a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but Another yeah. I forgot to mention, uh, if you haven't seen, it's like an hour and a half special on Hulu called In and of Itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's like... I don't want to explain too Is it the much magic about. Thing? Yeah, it's it's sort of a magic thing, sort of a, a stage production, sort of a introspective thing, um, and I don't want to spoil like too much of what happens in it because I, I I think it's it's one of those things that like the more of a blank slate you are going into it, the the better it is. Uh, but I, I watched that last weekend and really loved it. Uh, yeah. Very good. No, so for me, um, last week I did a lot of rewatching as well. I rewatched Survivor One World, um, mm-hmm. so you can. That listen was a to- great uh, feedback show, Felipe. Oh, thank that was you. Good. Yeah. And I it's re- in the main feed now. Yeah, you don't no, have to pay money to hear this one. You don't have to pay money to hear it, but then uh, you should still become a patron um, because the five for five is where it's at. Um, mm. Truthfully, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I did a podcast with Rob on the main feed. So I had just finished rewatching One World, and we discussed it. 
Um, so check that out. Also, I'm rewatching Scooby-Doo movies. Uh, we just did Scooby-Doo and the Witches Girls Ghost, aka the first appearance of the Hex Girls, and that's on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Um, we might do two episodes this week because we might speed up our process because there's only a 20-minute thing that we have to watch in the next Scooby-Doo chronology. But mm-hmm. um, so s- stay tuned for another episode of that. Plus, um, what else? Uh, you can follow me. Well, first, you can follow What You Doing Pod on Twitter and send us feedback in our emails. Uh, also, we're still working on getting on Apple Podcasts, but you can share it with a friend, tell your friends to listen. Uh, and then also Brazil Dragon Pod is my other social media for the podcast I'm doing. And that one is on Apple Podcasts. So you can listen to that there too. Um, and I also would love it if you like and subscribe there um, and give us five stars. Uh, my main stuff is What the Fleep on Twitter. And uh, Philippe of Faith on Instagram. Nothing is happening there. But if you want, you can follow me there. Um, and otherwise, uh, what am I watching? I'm watching WandaVision. I don't know if y'all are mm. watching that. But I'm very upset with Elizabeth Olsen right now. Like, ma'am, shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, I won't go into details right now. But I'm very upset with her in her recent promotional thing that she said. Um, I didn't you're... see it. So okay, I'm, don't, don't look at it. Avoid don't... it. The um, thing about uh, uh, watching WandaVision, at least the first couple episodes, uh, made me realize how much Fuller House fumbled the bag, where they where they could have they could have gotten in her, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, instead like, of like Mary Kate and Ashley didn't want to come back. They could have they could have had Elizabeth Olsen come and play. Machine. Right. Like, right. He, but um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy WandaVision. Like for this particular show, generally, I would rather like. A regular show like once a week but for this one i i would like a binge because like the episodes are sh- so short or at least yeah. drop two at a time like yeah the episodes are so short and i need more and like as soon as i start i feel like it's over but yeah. i definitely recommend that and the post show recap for it um and then yeah just chugging along them um, now that i finished one world i can go back to watching other stuff um breaking bad is uh, on my list that i need to finish i'm almost done with it um and otherwise, just, yeah, follow us on social, chat with us. Uh, you can find us on the internet, wherever. So, uh, yeah, and next week we have uh, Where's My Mummy and Flop Stars. Yeah. Do we have a, a hashtag for this podcast or no? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's it's not going to be Perry the Platypus Eats Ass. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, budget lasers or something, like, or um, or – Fish chocolate, chocolate fish. I don't know. Chocolate fish is good. Yeah. Yeah, chocolate, chocolate fish. fish. Um, so if you listen to the podcast, tweet us, um, all of us included and the regular account. Um, and stay tuned. See if Doofenshmirtz responds to my Instagram DMs. Um, with that said, have a lovely week, everyone. And we'll catch you next mm-hmm. week for Where's My Mummy and Flop Stars. Bye. 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 It's summer and winter together. It's winter. Well, there's snow on the ground. There's sleigh bells all around. But the sun's beating down. Cause it's swinter. It's ski and snowball flight time. And also fly at kite time. Cold and sunny. Yes, that's right. I'm talking about winter. It's a swinter's wonderland. Unusual land grand. You can't freeze while you get tan. Some people call it warmer. It's ski and snowball flight time. And 
flight time And also fly a kite time Cold and sunny, yes, that's right I'm talking about winter It's a winter's wonderland Unusual and grand You can freeze while you get tan Because it's winter 